in five, four, three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. <laughs> Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right. All right. Welcome in, everybody. It is Thursday, November 2nd. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in always sunny Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans advance your career without interrupting it with UofL's 20-month professional MBA, the program designed for busy working professionals. Combine the experience of a top-rated program with the convenience of evening classes that accommodate your schedule Connect with industry experts, expand your professional network, and hone your business acumen. Get started today and earn your MBA. Visit business.louisville.edu backslash UofL MBA. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the third rock from the sun. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford is here. Trevor Kelsey is here as well. He had a big old Wednesday night. I think we all had big old Wednesday nights. Plenty to talk about today. And we're also inching closer and closer to... Louisville's 3.30 kickoff on Saturday against Virginia Tech, a game where the winner will control their own destiny in the race for the ACC title game. Before we talk about all that good stuff and hear from you on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450, got to say what's up to TK. Trevor, how are you? I know I heard a little bit from you last night at AEW. I saw a lot of people reached out saying, see the big guy, here's a picture of Trevor, here's what Trevor's doing, here's what Trevor's looking like, here's how Trevor's feeling. How are you feeling now this afternoon? A little sore, actually. I'm not used to okay. walking that much. <laughs> I feel like this is the same exact way we started the last time. Like the one so. he's wrestling. Yeah, right? like that damn stairs. <laughs> that four level. We need to get an elevator in that place. I will say this: the the uh, the walk up the stairs from the floor to the, uh, the I guess where to where you're exiting at the M Center is a lot easier than at the Rupp Arena. I'll give you that. You were upset with the Rupp Arena stairs situation. They were too steep. So um, this this one worked out well. Uh, it was a good time. We missed you. Um, everybody walked up to me like, where's Mike? Where's Mike? I thought Mike was supposed to be here. Kept happening. Um, I will say I, I blame you because if you showed up, maybe we'd had a better attendance. It looked bad. Oh, man. Well, on TV, it, I think they, they hide it well on television. I was basically talking about the pictures that people were sending oh, me of, yeah. of you. Because yeah. I, I had like seven people on Instagram or Twitter who were like, Trevor sighting. Here's Trevor. And all the pictures, you can kind of see the, the level behind you. And there's not a lot of people. There. It was... It, I, I mean, because well, the way the stage is, you add the floor, I'd say maybe half the lower bowl was full. Yeah, I mean, good. I'm thinking maybe 3,000 people there. I mean, maybe. Yeah. it's It was it was a bad, yeah, it was. Now, they, they, they brought it. The crowd brought it. And uh, it was a good, a good crowd, nice nice and rowdy. The, 
the three fans definitely stuck out outside of myself. Uh, one was uh, every commercial break, a guy who was in like the you know the lower bowl section would just. I mean, everybody's kind of being. You know, it's not quiet, but it's quite enough to. If somebody's yelling, you can hear it. And he's just going nuts. He's just like, "Come on, everybody, get up! Let's get." In. He's just like, just. He kind of reminded me of the guy in American Pie too, when like Biggs is on stage. He's like, "Come on, everybody, it's Wikipedia, and come on." Uh, I hate that guy's sporting events. <laughs> yeah, that's him. It was it was during the breaks though, like during the commercial breaks. Uh, two rows in front of him was a guy dressed completely like Jesus. Okay, uh, wearing sunglasses. I can only assume Shady Rays, and uh, so he stuck out. And then the one, that I, I, the thing is, I felt bad for this girl because you probably didn't see her any on television because they they can't. What the way as empty as the opposite side was, the floor. Uh, had a few people on, maybe three rows worth s- sprinkled in, rested behind it completely empty. And right where I was sitting last time in, in Reparina, but opposite of that, so you didn't see it on TV, was a woman who uh, had her face painted like um, Dan Housen, who's a wrestler, very, and on her chest. It, it said, He's the weird guy with like the kind of like, the, the weird, like, skeleton gothy. Yes, face yes. Yeah. Her face was painted like his, and on her chest, she wrote, Very nice, very evil, which is his slogan. And she was wearing a dress that was kind of like, um, uh, what was like uh, Rhonda from Up All Night, maybe, was the best way to describe it. And she had a body to match. Not a reference that I get. But. Uh, okay, just Google it. Okay. Ava from the uh, the Evil Queen of Darkness. Remember her from back in the 80s? No. All right, we'll Google it. Kids, Google it, and then thank me later. Okay. Uh, but instead of black hair, she had blonde hair. Gord- the security guards kept like, I could tell they were looking at her nonstop. And I was like, what? Well, it sucks because the poor girl, she's here. She looks like this. And she's not going to see any on television because of where she happens to be seated. But stuck out to me. Uh, <laughs> got a picture of her. I'll send it to you. So <laughs> that uh, those those three things. But the event was fun. I get, I know you don't even like wrestling. And I promise you, you would you could watch wrestling another minute after the, you go to a show. But in that two-hour vacuum, you're going to have a good time. I promise you. And it, How, was a, I mean, let's, it was a fun show. Let's cut right to the chase. How did Orange Cassidy do? I know he was he, wrestling a big match. He won. Good. Opening match. Came up with a big win. Right after that, John Moxley came out of the crowd right behind me. Loves to bleed. Pushed me out of the way and got and walked. Oh. He, didn't put, he just walked right by me, actually. Oh. I didn't push me. Uh, but he walked right, right by me and came into the ring and threw his jacket down in front of me. I tried to grab but security guard. Got to, of course. <laughs> uh, he beat him up and then... Uh, some of the other highlights. Um, you sent me a picture of the ass man right in front of me. Right in front of me. One of the be- happy one, birthday to one him. One of the best moments of the night for me to be on TV was when it was in picture in picture. Though I noticed when I got home later, during the women's match, uh, Willow gets thrown into the barricade right in front of me. The barricade. I mean, she goes into it full speed. It goes flying into my knees. Like I, I luckily I was holding my drink. Otherwise, it would have been tossed ten feet in the air. And uh, I kind of looked down and I was like. So what are you doing after the show tonight? Mm. She just just ignored me like most women do. She's like White Castle. <laughs> I was like, I, I see you like to lie down. I like to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should lie down together. Uh, so that was fun. Oh, and then uh, Julia Hart, who is uh, gorgeous, she, uh, she she got spray thrown in her face, and when she patted out of the ring, she ran right to me. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I put I'll post a picture. I think uh, sent my picture buddy a picture. And it's like this is me and my new girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're near. We're almost holding hands. It's uh, very very cool. So yeah, it was a good time. I stayed and uh, saw some people. Some uh, saw my man Jesse from uh, a great listener. He he yelled he yelled me out as I was walking to my seat. 
Yeah, Jesse was the one who sent me a message on Instagram and just said, I wish I filmed it, but I'm at AEW and TK just walked in. He had a strut walking to his seat like Ric Flair going down the aisle. <laughs> I love it. When I got down, I was like, I'm, I SS for some section, you know, four. I was like, I'm over there. I just, she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take you there. Yeah, like, somebody else told me that you so had like a, you had an escort. I was just like, like walking me. I felt so important. I'm like, yeah, yeah, looking around. It's kind of, I did, I think because of the escort is what gave me the strut. That I, I, just I mean, had. it's hard not to. Yeah. I know. She's like, took me all the way to my seat. She's like, here you go. It's like, that seat's not yours, but someone's in it. And I was like, not for long. The other thing that I loved about the pictures that people sent me is it appears there was two pretty small children directly next to you at all times. Oh, no. <laughs> so if you go watch, I watched, <laughs> so I rewatched it when I got home. And, you know, I, obviously I, we know the camera adds 10 pounds. <laughs> there's like 72 cameras in this event. So. I mean, those two kids are both together, not half your size. Not they're they're half, small children. Like I don't realize how small they were until I saw them on television next <laughs> to me. Like, there was... It was kind of jarring a little bit. The best part is they're they're so focused, you're so focused, and all the pictures that I've seen, like you're both like staring intently at the ring. It does look like these are your children. <laughs> so like where I'm at, like that's I guess it's the main spot where kids yeah so kids can run up because there's a, a, a kind of a gap right there between where my seat is and the next row over. And yeah, there was there was a kid who was dressed completely in orange casting gear. I sent you a picture you of him. Picture. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate if you didn't send me pictures of small children again. <laughs> you, I felt creepy taking I felt like it. throwing my phone in the Ohio. I, I was taking happened. it like secretly. I was like trying to snap a picture. Like, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah. Uh, but but it was, and there was three of them, and it was that one. There was another one that held a sign that said, um, I'm here just to chew gum and scissor, and I'm all out of gum. Okay, that makes me uncomfortable, too. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, I know, it's but like, it still makes me I got me the scissor daddy ass. Uh, okay. <laughs> I did. After the show, it was fun. Um... So yeah, and then, then it was another guy getting the turkey, and when the matches started, the the, the security would be like, you know, you got to go back, got to go back, and they'd go back. But as soon as the match would end and everything between, they'd run up there. They were all yes, completely next to me, which did get the attention of the wrestlers to me almost every time because they were like the only kids right there. So I like almost after every match, the wrestlers would come up and you know give high fives to kids. And You're I'm not like, making yeah. this any better. I'm like yeah, these are my kids. High five me. Hearing you say this, at least it got the attention of the wrestlers because they're going to go over to the kids. I'm like Trevor, please don't stop. Stop. This is not making it any better. Well, I don't have to have kids that use them for, to get what I want. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, I'm, I'm probably, I, I, you're going you're gonna to kick yourself. You'd had a good time last night. You're going to go one time with me. Okay. I, 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 yes, I'm going to, is, is, is. I just enjoy everybody reaching out to me, telling me like what you're doing. Every time you go to one of these events, I have, like there are like seven people who automatically like, Trevor's here. Here's a picture of him, Mike. Thank you. I saw a couple people I knew as I was leaving. It was fun. I got you know, get to say hi to them. I got. I had those alerts I in between. I had those alerts in between. Approximately, I don't know, five hundred and seventy-five texts or messages about what's going on with Kenny Payne, which was a lovely way to spend an evening. I mean, I went to. So I, I had to go <laughs> straight from here to Virginia's parent-teacher conference. Yes. And like they were running behind, so we were there pretty late. We were supposed to be at, like six twenty-five, and, and we ended up not going until like six fifty. So we didn't leave till like seven fifteen. Like in that time, I, mean, I, I feel like every single person I've ever met in my entire life had sent me a message. I like got out of the, the parent-teacher conference. I was like, Jesus, I Christ. saw your I saw your tweet when I, of course, not everything. The, 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 the we're gonna talk about it all. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna get into all of it because it's it was a busy night after we got off the air. It was. I mean, it was a busy night because like, we it came up on the show uh, a few times and it really got ratcheted up. I feel like as I was driving home, the Trilly Donovan tweet. You ooh, didn't. Have, yeah, that, yeah that, that I think sent everything into just 
on fire, <laughs> and then it was just... No it, pun with the peppers. Yeah, it, it, this was a lot going on last night. We'll, we'll get to it all. We want to hear from you today, of course. Uh, a lot of you have already weighed in on the Thornton sex line. 502-414-1450 is the number. Thornton's uh, hooking up with the best deals all football season long. Download the Refreshing Rewards app to take full advantage. It'll save you money at the pump. It'll save you money inside. Anytime you stop into one of the area's 635,422 Thornton's locations, they really beefed up recently. Really, they're sprouting up everywhere. There's that many of them for a reason. They know what they're doing. Text us after you take advantage of their full rewards at 502-414-1450. So before we get into all the the, the Kenny Payne stuff, Virginia's parent-teacher conference went very well. Good, good, good. Very well. She's doing great. It did start off with the, I promise I won't talk about this more than 30 seconds, but it did start off with the, like, they're going over her assessment, you know, like, knowing letters, knowing numbers, doing all the stuff, and they're like, they're like, of course, from a academic side, Virginia's having no problems, and I was like, here we go. Uh, I was like, I was like, <laughs> that's the way that you phrase it, but they were talking about, you know, they were like, she does, she's gotten frustrated a couple times, but like, over the last month and a half, which we've noticed the same thing, which is really good, she's gotten so much better, she's got so much confidence, she's not getting as frustrated, she calms herself down. And so it was cool. And, you know, it, it actually was, it went a billion times better than I, I thought it was going to. I thought there was going to be, she's had a couple more meltdowns. We kn- we've known about one that she had with scissors where she just like, she couldn't figure it out and she freaked out and she just, you know, she, she does that sometimes, but that was apparently the only one and she's doing great. And it was just, it was, uh, it was, I mean, what was like the worst note you had that you're walking there and she's like, we're sorry to tell you, we're going to send her to a, to a, to a special camp. Yeah. She failed. Yeah. She, she's failed. We're, we're, we're going to lock her up. Yeah, she's actually going to jail right from here. We're sending her to juvie. No, it was it was very good. They they love her. She loves her teachers. She has the best teachers this year. They're, they're awesome, and it was it was very it was nice. It was always always good to hear positive reinforcement for your kid and know that that good things are happening and that she's doing well. So that was good. But then I get out, and like I said, my phone million texts from a million different people, all wanting to talk about the same thing. And let's just lay it out there because. I wasn't going to bring it up on yesterday's show unless somebody else brought it up. The text line brought it up several times. Yeah, I still did not texted me with it too. Yeah, I, I still did not feel comfortable talking about what the rumor was because I I doubted it and, and I wasn't had no idea if it was true or not. And there's no point in hiding that because it, it's out there. I think some people maybe haven't heard, but there was a rumor going around yesterday. It was a rumor only. Rumor going around yesterday that that Kenny Payne and Karan Davis had gotten into some sort of physical altercation during practice and it had gotten so bad that security had had to come in and, and, and like break it up or help out. Like that, that was the rumor that was out there. And so when people were like, have you heard the rumor that blah, 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 blah. All I said yesterday was I've heard the rumor. I'm not sure if it's true. I can, I have no idea, but I, I've heard it. It's out there. I don't feel comfortable repeating it on air, but now that it seemed to have spread like wildfire yesterday, it's out there. So you've got you know, people kind of going back and forth. It, it's spreading like a couple, Few people have texted me the same thing. Hey, heard this or heard this or this person's posting about this. And then as I'm driving home from radio, Trilly Donovan, who is like a college basketball insider who rarely misses and who seems to have spies everywhere all over the country, you know, posts like things little, are getting spicy. Birds. Yeah, things are getting spicy at Louisville with a bunch of peppers. Like I'm, I, I know who his source is on this, and I think it's the same, the same source that kind of started the entire thing. It's not me. Here's what I'll say because I can't. I was not at practice. I cannot say anything with any degree of certainty. There's definitely a part of me that this is. This sounds terrible. There was a part of me that when I when it happened, I was like, I kind of hope it's true, just because maybe we can expedite this process. Maybe we can get it going. I have not been overly optimistic about the Kenny Payne hire since the very beginning. I think that 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 goes without saying. Having said that, I think you have to be fair to the head coach, and, and if there's stuff out there that's just patently false, I, th- I think that it's. 
it's not fair for it to be spread in, in a you know attempt or people trying to use it as, as justification for ousting this guy before he coaches his, his second season. I talked to people who would know, multiple people who would know, and not just, I, I, I used the, you know, Zach Greenwell, the U of LSID, the new Kenny Klein, reached out to me and, and he said, essentially, like, there's, there's no truth to this. Um, typically, I, I'm not going to, because I didn't, I didn't reach out to him for comment. He reached out to me. He's like, typically, I, you know, I'm, if you want to come to me about something, I'll confirm or deny it. But the reason why I'm reaching out to you is because this one is just so patently false. And he's like, we had. It's spreading so fast. Yeah. And it was a big deal. You know, he's like, we had dozens of alumni that were invited to attend practice yesterday. So if, if something had come out, if something had happened, like they would be able to say something. I think he's like, I think we have several witnesses that will tell you nothing crazy happened. And so I'm like, you know, cool. But also, you know, he's Zach's a, a UofL representative. If he wanted to hide something, that would be in his best interest, you know. So, but I reached out to a couple of other people that I will not name who would know and who, quite frankly, I think would be upset enough about the current state of U of L basketball that they would not hesitate to say if something had gone poorly. They have not hesitated to say something in the past about, like, hey, practice is not going well. So they all, to a man or woman, said the same thing, which is this just, it just didn't happen. So I can't, I wasn't there. I can't guarantee 100% that this didn't happen, but it certainly seems like it didn't happen. And we have enough issues going on right now. We don't we don't need other stuff on top of it. I mean, this is already, I feel comfortable in saying this after yesterday's events. This is a top five dumb season in the history of Louisville basketball, and it hasn't even started yet. Like, like we are already completely off the beaten path. The exhibition loss just sent the few holdouts that were you know, hoping for positive things, that we're going to take a wait-and-see approach. I think it set them over the edge. There's very few people now that are all, you know, holding out. Nobody has high hopes. Everybody's hoping that rumors are true. People are talking about coaching candidates. I mean, I'm getting rumors about people that UofLs reached out to yesterday in addition to all the other stuff going on. Like, I'm hearing that Josh has set on this guy. I'm like, I don't think he's set on anybody. I think he's waiting to see how the season plays out. But it was a, it was a wild, wild day. But... I will tell you, like, I don't think that this happened. Again, cannot guarantee, but I feel like if it had happened, I, I would have been told. I feel like there would be people that would not hold back with that information. Um, but it certainly got out there, and it just goes to show this is going to be, I think, a season where we have, like, four and a half months of this. If the team doesn't win at a moderate level, there's there are going to be rumors that are out there. Some Maybe they end up, end up being true. Maybe some of them are just completely contrived for whatever reason. But this is going to be a thing that can... This isn't going to stop anytime soon. This is what happens when you fail at a level never seen before at a place like Louisville. People are always going to talk about the men's basketball program. I mean, I've talked about on the radio since I started doing radio about how one of my favorite time-honored traditions with U of L men's basketball was the moment that... And this is pre-internet. The moment that the team starts playing poorly. They drop a conference game they're not supposed to in mid-January, around the city, there's always a rumor that one of the players is sleeping with another player's girlfriend. Like, this is what we do in Louisville. Like, when things go poorly, rumors start spreading, people start talking, people are pissed off, people are out for blood, and this year it's happening before the team's even played an official game. And again, unless they win at a fairly high level or at least a decent level, this isn't going to stop anytime soon. We're going to be flooded with rumors. It's going to be just like two years ago. Now, the, the difference two years ago was I think everything that was out there wound up being true to some degree. And, uh, you know, buckle up for a dumb season. Like, this, <laughs> I think this is, what, this is what we're in store for, Trev. 
Well, if there's going to be these rumors and stuff like this, I guess there's at least something to talk about of Mao Entertainment. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, there is something to that. Like one of my positive to it. I mean, uh, like we talked about that 13 win season. We, we spent more time giggling about Chick-fil-A fights than we did the game itself. We did. A, a UK friend reached out. He's like, well, at least there'll be no shortage of stuff to talk about this year. I'm like, yeah, we kind of had that last year too, though. Like, you know, yeah, well, the jokes are out there. I mean, it's just, it's, I, I'm ready to talk about actual, like, hey, are we good enough to be a three seed? <laughs> you know, like, I, I miss that. And uh, I don't think that's coming back anytime soon, it seems like. At least not this year. Can I, can I maybe just assume that the only reason that the Kron's name was the one that was pushed in this rumor is because he didn't play at all in the exhibition game? Yeah, and look, you know, the, the rumor that was out there, there is... We should say it wasn't her seed, maybe. Like, like all rumors, it kind of has changed and, and morphed as time has gone on. At first it was, this happened at practice yesterday... And then when there's like, no, U of L is coming out with an outright denial to not just me. You know, Zach had talked to to multiple people that put out similar statements. You know, you know they they changed to. Yeah, I, saw other people. I think this happened last week at practice. That explains why he didn't play in the exhibition game. And then I think finally Brooks uh, Holton of the Courier Journal, I, I guess, had to ask Zach, Zach outright, like, has there ever been an incident at practice <laughs> like the one being described? And, and Greenwell said straight up, no. Like th- this has not happened. There has not been an incident between Kenny Payne. And a player, although I don't think Karan Davis was ever actually named. And Davis himself, like, he retweeted, I think, Matt McGavick's tweet, which was saying, like, UofL has, has come out and said this, this just didn't happen. So, I mean, Karan Davis, I didn't blink when I saw that he didn't play at all in the game against Kentucky Wesleyan. You know why? Because he played, like, absolute garbage the first <laughs> exhibition game. And, you know, Kenny Payne's whole thing was we're playing these these rotations. We're doing this platoon thing to see who we can and cannot use in our rotations, who can kind of get it. And Davis was the one guy who stood out the most as far as, like, I, he just he, he looks completely lost out there. And so I wasn't shocked when he didn't play at all against Kentucky Wesleyan. It was maybe a little surprised just because I figured every scholarship player would see the floor for a few minutes. But, you know, it wasn't just him. It was uh, you know, Manuel Corfor. Didn't play a minute either in that game. So, like, I, I didn't think we needed any sort of crazy behind-the-scenes rumor to explain why he didn't see the floor. I thought it was, was fairly obvious. But people did justify his not playing with this must have happened because – he didn't see the court against Wesleyan, but I, I don't. I, I again, I don't think it happened. I cannot say with any degree of certainty, but I would be very, 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 very surprised if this one was true. No, to be fair, Kenny did think a core four played in the Wesleyan game at, at the press conference. He did. He thought he'd put him in. He just forgot he didn't put him in. Can we just? Can, can I say something without being judged too? No, this is a judge. Yeah, of course, it's good. I, I, I always assumed this was a judge free zone, except for Reinhold. The biggest reason why I didn't believe that the rumor when I first heard it was can you imagine like an actual fight going on during like like showing any sort of fight I, I with was this group showing some life. I, I was I was gonna make that joke instead of the Oka, a core four joke but uh it's a lot of emotion to fight I mean I haven't seen any since I haven't seen any any of that yet I was thinking it was like is it really a bad thing I mean you're thinking some fans are like maybe this is true we can get rid of Kenny I'm thinking maybe this is true we got some fire in these people for once I mean that, that would be the most intense I don't know if I can picture Kenny Payne fighting. I can't picture his level of enthusiasm to throw a punch. Or any player so far. That I figured he'd throw play. a punch like he looked like Orange Cassidy sloth mode. It was hard for me to envision, is what I'll say. Plus, I think Kron, I think Kron would beat him. I think he could win that fight. Let's not. We don't, we don't, need, to go down, <laughs> we don't need to go down that road. Thanks, Danny Manning. <laughs> yeah, and so you had the the coaching changes account, which is for anybody who hasn't followed, they, they do have a ton of followers. They're like a 
Is that the one that tweeted out the rumors yes. that he was turned, turned so down the inter- interim job? That account is basically like a 75% parody. Every now and then they like they throw out something that is, is fairly legitimate, but they're they're mostly a joking account. And they put out there last night that there had been they, well-placed sources that said that Danny Manning had been approached in secret yes, to step up and become that. the interim head coach and that he had said no, which that, that's the most that's the least believable part about that story is that Manning would turn down an interim yeah. head coaching job. Well, he, he said he just wanted to get a call from Kenny to say he cared. Yeah. And he wouldn't take it. So, yeah, all, all sorts of stupid stuff was flying around right and left last night. That, that's the best that I can lay it out. I don't think I'm – I'm not sure I missed anything. I mean, it Would was you have those... gone to Danny as our interim coach or would you have gone to – I mean, if you could pick anybody, would it be Nolan? If anybody would be willing to be our interim, would you pick Danny Manning? Of David Padgett? Like, no, it's got to be on the staff. Mark Lieberman? <laughs> can a player – BHH, you want to coach? Just can't play. <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine with like Sky Clark just taking over the coaching job. Just do coach player coach. Yeah. You know what I found out too? You, I, I will go with um, all, the, all the adults. Bye. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, at this point, if you're over twenty three, well, I guess it, it does suck for BHH maybe. But if you're over twenty three, then get out of here. Reese Gaines, I'd be fine with that. Get Gaines. I, I absolutely would be fine with Reese Gaines taking over. I think Reese Gaines has some of the better sense on the staff. Um, the who was the the the, the trainer uh, Adam Petway? Remember him? He was the um, I, I haven't talked about this. So he, remember, you know, we we didn't have a trainer for so long. It was a weird thing. Like Kenny Payne was like he was borrowing the women's basketball trainer for the first like four months he had the job, and Not then he, counting JJ, right? And, and then he he hired a, <laughs> come on, I couldn't help on I that know. one. He, he hired Adam Petway, and we were like, oh, he was the most recently like the the horizontal jumps coach. Remember at the at like a uh, oh yeah, Westchester University. I forgot we made that joke. Yes. I was like, oh, I was like, I, I was like, this is. I was just reading his bio. I'm like, this is kind of strange. But so he lives on my street. Does he? Ra- yeah, <laughs> he lives on my street. Yeah, we spent the whole segment like kind of mocking his resume. Well, it was. I was just surprised to see it, and I was like, this is an interesting hire. But uh, my wife has met his wife, and apparently they're they're lovely people. So I would. He, so now he's gonna keep. Me that so now he. I think he would be my my choice for interim head coach. He seems like a lovely guy. Make him the head coach. I, I'm going for it. Then he have like a seventy-two inch like vertical leap. Sure. <laughs> I think this resume they like, say he can jump from like the ground on top of a pickup truck or something. I don't think that that's. I don't. I think you're maybe thinking of Superman's bio, but I don't think, okay. that, I don't think that was on out of that way. <laughs> he did work with the Wizards for a while. I remember that. Oh well, see, that's maybe that's what his magic clothes. He's got NBA experience. He does. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we can do some other stuff. Uh, Virginia Tech notes that are out there. A few other uh, circling. Who? Virginia Tech? Who? Virginia Tech? Who? Vatech? Ah! I thought it was more of a, like, hey, let's just talk football, please. Okay, well, that too. Uh, we'll take to your text as well at 502-414-1450. Happy Thursday to you. Almost the weekend here on Officially, the the autumn of Creed. 
it took, it, took another step last night. Texas Rangers win the World Series in five games. They played uh, Creed afterwards. Uh, what, 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 you know what he is? Playing. There you go. More sacrifice. Yeah, they, they played higher. I saw the like all the the Rangers fan celebrations after they won last night. Pretty boring World Series, honestly. Like, yeah, it, it's gonna be one. Of, I feel like it's gonna be one of like five or six years. We're like, who won that one year? Again, it'll, it'll be the question. Like, wait, when was the last time that like two? And you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that World Series. Game one was great, and then after that, it just it's, it sucked. It's, 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 it's gonna be. It's, it's right up there with like the last the other World Series. You go, who won that? Was I think it was Arizona. <laughs> I think it was when I was dry, when I was out and I was listening to the show one time. And you and Scooch like the two you couldn't remember were the Arizona like Miami ones or Arizona and. Uh, California, no, it was the Angels. Yeah, the I mean, Angels. Yeah, Diamondbacks. I always that's one of my favorite World Series of all time. But those those two back to back were, and then, and it's funny because I brought up a little while before the series started was like, of like the kind of wonky World Series winners when you think about it in history. Like those two really kind of stick out to me a little bit because they've yeah. done really nothing before and after since. Yeah, I mean the, the Angels series and the the, the the Diamondback series were both great seven game series. Like this this one sucks because the teams were sort of forgettable and the series itself sucked. Like five games. Uh, game one was good. Every other game was bad. I thought last night was going to be good for a while. You know, Zach Allen has a uh, no-hitter in the seventh inning. Oh, did I, 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 I mean, of course, I didn't watch last night because I was busy, but I don't think I watched any of the World Series at all this year. I watched very little. I, I flipped it over last night when I saw, I saw the Rangers score their first run and then chase Gallon in, in the seventh, and then they tacked on four in the ninth, and that was pretty much it. So they went 5 nothing. Congrats to them. First World Series win ever. Now just, I think, five teams in the MLB that have never won a World Series. Uh, I, and most of them are in the West because you got Seattle in the West. Well, the Rangers now did it, so. Um, the Brewers have never done it. Uh, who am I thinking? The Rockies. You're correct. Um, Two left. Mariners only one to have not gone or been to. Correct. Um, oh, I'm forgetting now. No, I'm going to say this really clear. Houston did it. Okay. The Padres. Padres is four. Um, I said Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Am I, who am I forgetting? Who's the fifth? This person is the Dodgers won it. It's an American League team. Arizona's won oh, it. American League? Yep. Royals, White Sox, Indians. Plays in what is widely considered to be. Oh, the Rays. The Rays, correct. I'm going to say best division. I don't know why. I, keep, I guess I predict the Rays have been so good recently. I, I, I brain fart. They've almost won. Yeah, I almost like feel like they have won, but they haven't, obviously. Yeah, yeah I, I always kind of forget that the Phillies won that World Series. In, in uh, but yeah, so and the Mariners are still the only one to never to never go to the World Correct. Series. Correct. And they've yeah. never even been. Well, they've been to the ALCS, so they have. They have. They lost to the other one. Then. But bad World Series. Congrats to Creed. Big month for them. <laughs> Creed and the Rangers. Congrats to Creed mostly. I don't know. I, I was kind of rooting against Rangers because I don't. I want to say it's an ill will, but why do I sound? Why, why do we sound funky again? What happened? Dude, to I our, do our feel mind? like that. We sound a little yeah, weird. Don't something know. just happened. I don't know what you did during the break. I didn't but do anything. We sound like we're talking into steel cups again. I didn't press anything, buddy. That's weird. Who knows? Um, but no, I I don't know what is. I had a little three year rivalry with the Rangers, the Blue Jays back in like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, with the uh, Batista, uh, not Batista, but uh, you know uh, Jose and um, Odor. I think his name was. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I kind of root against three. I don't hate them, but it's still, I'm still kind of bitter at them a little bit. Hmm. You're waiting here to see if you had echo, aren't you? A little bit. I think it sounds better now. I did too. I didn't. I mean, I just turned you down a little bit. It's weird. Weird. Anyways, congrats to the Rangers. Baseball's done. Pitchers catch his report in three weeks. It'll be great. The Reds also, we should mention, swept the World Series champions. We basically won the World Series. We swept the Rangers in, in April. That was the it started the hey these guys might actually be decent movement. Then they were bad again. Then they got really good. 
we pretty much won the World Series this year. That's my take. Swept the Rangers, you win the World Series. That's how it goes. That's that's what I got from it. Yeah, no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. No no question about it. Uh, we have a so today I, I mentioned on yesterday's show the poor U of L men's basketball Twitter admin who had to put out the like hey reminder tomorrow is the students uh, student practice or whatever student the open practice for for U of L students and everybody was like students minus five and a half. <laughs> Still funny. We I have a well placed spy at the student practice. <laughs> is, it, is it is it round patty? I'm not saying who. They say, counting the students that were working at the villain's table inside, the an attendance of 30 here is an extremely generous number. Counting the people working is what they're saying? Oh, my good Lord. It's not good. It's never good when you use that joke. Like when they, like, it's not good. When they, when they announce attendance, like, are they counting the employees? It was packed last year. I remember that they took a picture with all the guys in attendance. I wonder if they'll take it. Like, I wonder how much they're going to publicize this if it is that bad at the Keeper Center today. I mean, maybe they can hide it with good camera work like AEW did. Is Karan practicing also? Ooh. We've got to find out. I'm sure he's starting rumors again. <laughs> it all came from me. Yeah, somebody at UofL was like, it I heard. It was me, Kenny. Yeah, it, it was, was me. always me. Somebody at UofL did say, like, I, I, it's like, I wasn't listening to the show today, but I heard that you talked about this on air. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, we're not doing this. <laughs> I was like, people texted in about the rumor. I said I'd heard it. But I said I wasn't going to say it because I, I didn't know if it was true and I wasn't comfortable reading it on air. That's just like, you check the tapes. Check your facts. That's exactly what happened on yesterday's show. And then today I said it because it was already out there. So there you yeah, go. There's no really hiding it now. There you go. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex line. We'll read a few texts here one time. We're going to put texts up. Texture says, I fully expect some uh, some sorted Trevor Tales from AEW last night since he was all over the screen. <laughs> you were all over the I screen did st- Yeah, I stuck out. I mean, I think it's just because also, you know, I'm kind of I, I don't know I just have that face and body and hair and look and yeah size it's hard to miss just more of the face than yeah. the size <laughs> more the face than size yeah you have memorable eyes I do, I do. they I do. stick with the people they haunt you <laughs> but it was uh, it was a good time no no real sword uh, tales unfortunately but you know good time though I'm I'm, I'm I'm I can't wait to get you to go to one you're gonna. You're gonna leave going. I've been to wrestling before. It's just been since I was like 15. And we're but you're, and you're gonna have a good. You're gonna sit there ringside with me, and you're gonna be like, "Man, this is awesome, Trevor." Smack the ass, man's I'm, ass. <laughs> Get kicked out. One of the one of the uh, so acclaimed who he's a part of does a rap when they come out, and I guess I don't know if he just thought we didn't like Patino anymore, but the the rhyme was something about basically we're gonna run you out of town like they did Patino. Oh, and he's supposed to be a good guy. And I'm like, yeah, and he's a good guy. I'm like, uh, man, it's not so, gonna play well. So there was a point in the match where he was, uh, the, the term is powdering when you're kind of like, right, act like you're resting, you're hurt, you know. Okay. And some, so he's thrown into the ring, and he was laying right in front of me. And I just kind of looked down at him and said, hey, great match. By the way, we still like Patino. Just remember that from next time. Nice. And he's kind of, yeah, I kid you not, he looked at me, kind of winked at me, and then just kind of rolled over. <laughs> I'm like, all right, thank you. Just letting you know. Just letting you know. Also, it's Louisville. <laughs> well, I didn't go that far. <laughs> Let's talk about the pronunciation. Uh, Texas, is Kenny Payne going to be coaching on Monday? As part of, yeah, I mean, unless Danny Manning changes his mind. Now we do have our first spread for Monday's game against UMBC. Oh, good. I'm a, I don't even want. I don't even know if I want to know. The thing is, though, it, it, this is one of those times I talked about this before, where nobody ever reacts to a, a U of L spread. Like, hey, I think that number's pretty right. It's always like, depending on how the team just played, it's like, it's like all oh, my house on U of L to not cover, or like you know, <laughs> like like Louisville, like a million dollars on Louisville to, to cover that. I can't believe it's only fourteen points. But this game, like, you could have. Any line where Louisville was the favorite, 
Louisville fans were all going to react the same way and be like, no, I don't know. Not, maybe not. What is Vegas thinking? Well, well, maybe not. Let's find out. What was the line? What do you think it is? Louisville, again, UMBC. Oh, well, don't, I'm, I'm going to be the wrong person to ask. UMBC is quite literally, though, one of the worst teams in college basketball overall. The, the yeah. 306 in Kevin Sweeney's rankings, they were bad in, in, in arguably the second or third worst conference in America last year. Did they win their exhibition games? I don't know if they played exhibition games. Okay. UMBC, so just keep that in mind. They're a very, very bad team. This is Vegas making the uh, the line, not you, who thinks we're going to lose every game this year. <laughs> I don't think Vegas is far behind me. Uh, I'll say Louisville minus nine and a half. Very close. Okay. Louisville ten and a half. Okay. Is the spread. By the way, I'm thinking UMBC. I was going to say. I was, I was just waiting. I, I literally, I held out. <laughs> I can't. Follow. I was waiting for the comment. I'm sorry. <laughs> can't help it. I tell you, can't lie. Don't look. Look me in the eyes to the wall and tell me you're not going to take. You're not thinking about taking UMBC too. I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. All right. You're not denying it either. I don't hear. No, I'm not. <laughs> UMBC, by the way, played Fordham in an exhibition game. Did they win? I'm assuming not, because Fordham is is, is probably better. Um, Fordham won, but it was only 79-75. That's not. That's true. not good for us. That's, yeah. that's that makes me a little bit nervous. <laughs> Fordham, the worst team in the A10. Only could win by four, but I'm I'm still like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I would have liked a 15-point Fordham victory there. Did we play Fordham recently? No. No. Fordham is, is a very bad basketball program. I know Fordham. I know Fordham. I just but the fact that they could only win by four, I'm still like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Fordham 163 on preseason on Ken Palm, by the way. Uh, that's still still too high. Still, still, still too high. This is so sad. We need to win this game convincingly, so I can stop being so just just down for at least a week. I mean, if we if we come out and we win the game by twenty five, how much of the fan base does do a one eighty? Oh, uh, uh, there will be people that do a one eighty and be like, "See, I mean, I'll be positive. I'm not doing a one eighty, but which I'll is be, so I'll be like, positive. like that in and of itself. And, and this is why like we're sort of set up to people are like you're being too high on the team thing. They're going to win thirteen games, but everyone's going to flip flop if we win by twenty five. And I'm not because here's the deal: any normal U of L team. Beats this UMBC team by whatever they want to beat them by. Beats them by twenty to thirty points, yeah. or more if they really want to. And if this team beat, like, it's not some sort of just gigantic corner turn. If we win by twenty or twenty-five or, or cover the spread on Monday night, it's just a team with a lot of talent actually trying hard for once and maybe having a semi-competent game plan. I mean, then maybe I'm going too far even saying that. But like, I, I don't think it's going to necessarily portend great things if you beat UMBC. UMBC is the second worst team on our schedule, and it's maybe the worst non-conference schedule we've ever played. Like, there's no the, the fact that we're even talking about us being a ten and a half point favorite, which is wildly low for the situation, and potentially not covering is beyond sad. And so, like, I, I'm not gonna. Do I want to see us go out there and win by twenty or twenty five? Sure, but I'm also not gonna overreact to it and be like, I think we actually could be a tournament team. Like, it, it's gonna be. You should win this game by twenty points. But I've got no faith in our ability to do so since we just lost an exhibition game for the second time in as many years. And we won four games last year. Have to say that. Contractually obligated. That's true, people. I saw him sign it in his contract. I also, I've got to set the stage for, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if you and I have talked about this. Next week, so Mary is out of town for work all next week. I did not know we haven't talked about this party at your house. It is quite literally the worst week of the year for her to be out of town. From a work perspective, <laughs> so you need me to come over and hang out with the kids. I mean, I've I, I've got season opener on Monday. Obviously, there's a lot of attention around here because, like, how bad are we going to be? Like, could, could this be terrible? Like, if we win, there's going to be a lot of it. It's, it's the first game of a men's basketball season that is, for whatever reason, you know, regardless of the reason, 
very hotly anticipated around here after the exhibition loss. So there's going to be a huge reaction there. Of course, we have our, our Thursday night football game yeah. as well, and then a Friday night basketball game again. Like we have three games in five days where Mary's out of town. On top of it, all of our, our, our kids are both just like coughing up a lung right now and sounding terrible. Like it's just going to be, it's going to be a lot. We're going to have to uh, maybe zombie mode here. Like you may get an unhinged mic if we lose to UMBC on Tuesday. I'm kind of looking forward to that a little bit. Like, I'm going to be kicked <laughs> off the air after ten minutes. Like. You shouldn't just fire him. You should kill him. Like, it's like, damn, he really didn't sleep last night. Uh, so we got that to look forward to next week. It should be, yeah. It's going to be all sorts of fun. Can't wait. But and I, I with Glow Game on Thursday night. I'm all juiced up for the Glow Game. I don't think I'm able to, able to go now. They may get to lose two basketball games in one week. We're not going to lose to UMBC. Who we play on Friday? We might lose to Chattanooga. <laughs> I. I <laughs> Your enthusiasm and hope towards some of the exhibition wins has deteriorated since the exhibition. It has. I mean, how could it not? <laughs> I just watched us lose to Kentucky Wesley. Anything's possible at this point. Chattanooga, I mean, you know, they went to the NCAA tournament two years ago. Remember that they should have beaten Illinois in that first round game. They had them just dead to rights and, and then lost. And then they had a bad year last year, but still made a sort of Cinderella run to their conference championship game and lost to Furman, who ended up beating Virginia in the first round of the tournament. Like, they, they're not... They shouldn't be a again. Like I keep saying this, they, this should not be an issue for us. They're two hundred three <laughs> on Ken Palm. They're not a good mid major team. They are rated lower than any of the the first three teams that beat us last year when we played them at, on Ken Palm. But we just lost to Kentucky Wesleyan, so I, who knows? Um, I don't even know what else to say. Where are we on this? <laughs> Texas. The only way that I'll go to any U of L men's games this season is if Flavor Flav sings the national anthem. Did you see him sing the national anthem at the the Bucks game the other night? No, and I'm assuming he was kind. Of, had a uh, Michael Lewis meets um, it was Zambara type of effect. It was Flavor Flav singing the national anthem. Yeah. It, it's whatever you imagined in your head, right there. You're you're right. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm surprised. I, I, must not ruffle too many feathers because I didn't see it trending anywhere. Oh, I saw it everywhere. I don't know why I just didn't see it. Of course, I mean, you may have been on the road. Uh. Well, oh, it happened last week. Yeah, I thought you meant it happened like last. No, no, night. no, not not last night. It was like. Oh, a, okay. I thought you meant it happened last night. I think it was okay. late last week. Oh, okay. No, I, yeah, I did miss that. I kind of wish I didn't look that up. Or earlier this week, maybe it was. It was a few days ago. No, okay. Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty wild. I also saw a video of him going viral of him getting this like care package from Taylor Swift and him being so touched and going nuts. I was like, I love this. Still it's, married to Bridget Nelson? No, I don't think they are. Oh. I don't think that lasted long. That sucks. I just remember them from Flavor of Love. Well, yeah. I think or whatever it, that show was. It was it was Flavor of Love, and I think of like the that the the roast of Flavor Flav, which was hilarious on, on Comedy Central. I don't think I ever saw that one. It was a good one. That was the one that had Hank Hulk Hogan on it on the day, and they just made fun of him really bad too. I don't think he ever was. Did they, he actually marry Brigitte Nelson? Did they not marry, or were they just dating? Think, yeah, I think they just dated. Oh, because he's married to somebody now that he's been married to since 2021. I thought I thought they married. I just remember them being a thing. Elizabeth Trujillo. Heo is his wife. That is the chip of state. I take it back. Brigitte Nelson was, they were married. They have been divorced for a while. Oh, okay. Who knows? We're spending too much time on this. <laughs> Texas says. Would you hook up with Bridget Nelson? What? Would you hook up with Bridget Nelson? Well, no. She's like 60. Well, I mean, okay. Would you hook up with And I'm 80? married. <laughs> okay, Second you, thing. Single Mike, 80s Bridget Nelson. Well, yeah. Okay. I don't necessarily. I don't typically go for women that are taller than me. Yeah, but you. But I, but, I don't know. I, was it you? Was you? I was having a conversation one time. There was like, I, if that was a, like a, like a little fetish thing, a tall girl would be cool. No, that wasn't you. Not okay, me. not me. I'm, I'm a 
total opposite. No. See, I'd always want to. I always like to try to grow. Maybe once to have a girl taller than me, which is like I'm six three. That's not easy to find. Yeah. Like I think that would be kind of cool. Just this is just once. I want to feel like the little person. I don't think I've ever had that experience. I think about it. <laughs> Texas Mike, good thing you didn't go with Trevor. Look at the seat between Trevor and what looks like his twin. You would have been suffocated by all the cushion. <laughs> okay. I didn't notice that. I just noticed the kids. <laughs> well, the seat actually had again. This is why I, I, I had to buy two two tickets to go. Right. And um, so I, I I even texted people on the way. I was like, Hey, if you want to meet me down there, I got an extra ticket. But like the people next to me, like um, I guess they had seats on the other end, and they just when I got there, they were like, "Oh, we just sit right here." And I was like, "Well, I've only got one seat. If y'all just want to scoot over one way, you can stay there." And they did. So they, there was some couple just sitting next to me that I don't even know. Then all the kids on the other side. Mm. Somebody sends in a clip from a I don't know what story this is on CBS, but uh, CBS story it says. It, you think it'd be difficult for things to be worse? I'm just assuming this is a basketball tactic. I'm, I don't have to read any further. But it says, but things obviously aren't off to a great start considering Louisville just lost an exhibition game to a mediocre Division II program. Payne is a nice man and has been a great assistant over the years, but this head coaching thing just isn't going well. I realize he's an alum and that it's a delicate situation, but there's no real reason to believe Payne will do enough in the coming months to convince Louisville's administration that a third season is warranted. By March, school officials will probably realize they should have done after year one what they'll do likely after a year or two. Well, I don't know who wrote that. I don't know where that's from, but it seems to be the consensus right now. I had somebody last night who like was already doing the whole, like, I've heard we have a secret deal in place, and this is going to be our next head coach. I'm not going to say who it was. I mean, I mean you're not going to get anybody to leave another school at this point now. I mean, Especially this person. I was like, no. Almost anybody. I mean, unless... Here's the thing we 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 we've, we've kind of passed that threshold. We might as well just let Kenny play out the season. I mean, if you want to let him go, it's because of something that happens off the court or there's that and put in room in place. That's whatever. But I mean, you're not going to bring in his replacement for this season, so you might as well let that go. I still think that the best rumor that would have <laughs> that that could have come out of yesterday was Kenny and Zan getting into a fight during practice. <laughs> it's like, what player did he fight? I watched. Billy Gunn fight his kids last night at AEW. It happens. Yay. Nobody cared about that. Nobody was trying to get he was beating Billy Gunn fired. He was crap at him. Trust me. I did like somebody sent in the text yesterday, and I was like, it was the one that I, I, I wasn't going to read, but somebody had the odds of who the player was. <laughs> Made Brandon Holly Hatfield the favorite. I, just, I know you're text. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and everybody else was plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had Hatfield as the favorite. I think he had Zan Payne as like the fourth choice. And then I think I was like, the answer to this would be the field if we. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was a very good text. I just could not read, given the situation. Texas was watching Virginia Tech's press conference yesterday, and Pry said that, quote, we can't beat teams with talent. We're never going to be the most talented team. <laughs> oh, wait, that was KP, who also said passing the eye test was the barometer for success. Sorry, I'm still mad at this. I am, too. I'm still very mad about it as well. I have gotten to the point where I'm more making jokes about it than just you know, letting it eat me up inside. But it was a, it's a bad quote. And he doubled down on it in that uh, when Bob Valvano pressed on it, him on it afterwards. I think his exact response when Valvano was like, you said you're never going to beat teams with talent after losing to a Division II team. That's going to be a, a quote that upsets the fan base. And he was like, sometimes the truth hurts. And I was like, it's not the truth, though. It's, it's, there's nothing remotely true about that statement. That's, that's really what's like, well, the truth. You suck. <laughs> DTM. Truth hurts, Kenny. Kenny, sorry. Texture says, what about staging a walkout on Monday? 
show up, celebrate Denny, and then leave as soon as his celebration is done. I mean, how intimidating is five? Is, is 1,400 people walking out? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think that accomplishes anything. It's like, you know, we had the same, we had a lot of texts last year from people that were like, can't you know, people you even know, notice? You shouldn't go to games and, and you know, let's speak with our, our tickets and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah. Josh Hurd knows the situation. Yeah. It, it's not like he has to be aware of the fact that this is bad. Like, oh my god! Like, you know, <laughs> he's sitting there in Monday. We're two and twenty-three, but fans aren't showing up now. I'm realizing this is kind of an issue. Like, like he knows what's going on. The crowds already do speak for themselves. They, you know, they you know, the purchase tickets are the purchase tickets. So it doesn't really matter if you don't show up or not. Like those tickets are paid for, but the Just purchase so- tickets are far, far, far fewer than they should be right now, and than they ever have been in the past. Like it, it's. Nobody needs a, a, a splash of cold water on their face to be woken up to what's going on right here. Everybody knows that everybody's pissed. Everybody knows that it's not good enough. And if it doesn't get better this season, then a change is going to be made. I think Josh is sitting there sideline looking around going, well, there's only like five people here. Well, well, well Josh, no, no, no one's happy with Kenny. Really? Are we not good? We're not. We're not. They're, 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 I thought they were. everybody was good. I haven't got Brom, – Brom Home got tweet, hasn't tweeted it at me. I thought we were good. What are we ranked right now? What are we Oh, Josh, Josh, I got some bad news for you. Plus, since they announced sale tickets as like attendance, and there's like nobody in the stands when they announced like there's like sixteen thousand people there. Yeah, it's gonna be ten thousand every single game this year. <laughs> ten thousand, there's like nobody yeah. in the crowd. That's what's been the last two games. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. And also, you know, I don't really prescribe to the theory that it's going to be better if we like fire him midseason. I, I don't think it would necessarily make anything worse at this point. But you can't. It, it doesn't really change your outlook. Like, cause you know, the old criticism was, if you fire a coach midseason, it's going to run off other coaches that will view that as just you know not the call. I think anybody, if, if we start off, God forbid, like like three and fifteen this year, I I think that any coach out there would understand why you would fire a coach who's won, who's gone like seven and and thir- and forty at a the, place like Louisville in a year and a half. The only reason I would not want to let probably at this point let him go midseason, it's kind of bad, but is that. What it worries me slightly that if he's let go early, early point in the season, whoever is pushed up to interim, there's no way they can be as bad as coach at coaching right now, and they do well, and there's some kind of like chatter of keeping him on as interim going forward. And I don't want that. Yeah, because there's no one. On the, no offense to anybody on the staff. I, there's no one I want to be that next head coach a little. Especially bit given how bad we've been. Like, yeah. like I mean, let's nobody. say that got like you know you hire you you promote Nolan Smith, and suddenly we go like. Ten and four and people yeah. are like, "Oh my God, this guy's a savior." That's my yeah, exactly. I'm with you there, and I don't want. And, and I'm not saying that we would keep him, but you would get you would get a part of the fan base that would be on that side. The other thing is that and it that's just, the last thing we need is another divide. You don't really get a jump start on your next coaching search. People keep talking about that. I mean, the, the big if you think back to way back in, in the way back machine, the last time that we were in this place, you know, January of 2022, all of you know a year and a half ago. There was a contingent of the fan base that was like, you've got to fire him now because then you can go get Kenny Payne. And people were like, hire Kenny Payne today, hire Kenny Payne today, hire Kenny Payne today. It was a big movement from a large chunk of the fan base that now is trying to pretend that they didn't do that. And it was there was a reason why Kenny Payne was available. It was not it was not a great move. We'll take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hours up next. More of your text, a little bit of football talk to get to as we inch closer and closer to the weekend. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Thursday edition here on 1450 The Big X.
Indianapolis only locally owned sports talk. 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio. WXVW Jeffersonville. Back in four o'clock hour here, Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450 the Big X. Dealing in rumors, talking about wrestling, getting ready for a big football game. It's all happening here as we flip the page to early November now, the first real month where basketball and football coexist. One of the busiest months of the year for people like us, for fans. Uh, it used to be one of the greatest times of the year. Now I think it's going to be a whole lot of like, let's just let's focus on football. <laughs> Well, there's at least something to focus on, right? Let's keep the focus where it's supposed to be. I kind of hindsight wish I would made it like a sign that said, thank you, you see. You should have done it. I don't know why you didn't. I could have just held it right over the barrier. barrier. You just seen it the whole night. It would have been great. People would have been like, what, what is that dude? What, who is the weird guy with the sign thing in Cincinnati? It would have boosted attendance. <laughs> Speaking of this time of the year, it's also postseason time for a lot of fall sports. Shout out to the UofL men's soccer team, John Michael Hayden and company. Go on the road and take down number 20 Pitt in the first round of the ACC tournament last night. A 2-1 to one Double overtime victory. Our guy, DBJ, he drilled a the second goal last night. It came from, like, midfield. The goalie was, like, out of place, and he just cranked from midfield and it ended up being the number four play on Center last night. And it's a good thing they added that second goal because Pitt scored a couple minutes later. So a 2-1 win. They will play the number one overall seed in the tournament, Notre Dame, on Sunday, this Sunday, at 8 p.m. So the Cards trying to solidify that NCAA tournament resume. I know their RPI was 39 so they were kind of on that bubble. Um, you know, why not just go ahead and, and put to bed all doubt and win this conference tournament and, and lock your spot up there? UVL field hockey did lose in the ACC tournament uh, semifinals yesterday to second seeded Duke. The Cards were the number three seed. Louisville has been as high as number two in the country. They faded a little bit down the stretch of the season, had a four game losing streak, but still, probably you know, the, the NCAA field hockey tournament is very small. So there's only, I think, like six at large bids. But uh, Justine Sowery, the head coach there, said yesterday she thinks their body of work is enough. They're 14-6 and six overall. Their RPI is great. They play in the toughest conference in America. She thinks that they will be in the field. And she said, the way we're playing right now, I wouldn't want to face us next week. So shout out to UFL Field Hockey. Here's hoping they get in the dance and they can make some noise there. We also have UFL Volleyball in action. Big match tomorrow. Uh, cards up to number three in the country. They will take on number 10, Georgia Tech. The other really big challenger in the ACC outside of Pittsburgh, and then they'll play Clemson on Sunday. They're rolling right now. They, they I think they've swept like six opponents in a row. So, all good on the uh, the fall sports front as we get ready for what should be an exciting November and December across the board. I'm pumped. Also exciting. I know it's your favorite time of the week. Bowl projections, baby. Ah, oh, baby, bring them the bowls. These, it, <laughs> you know, I love the bowls. Need that first statement I said again. I guess I'm. I love to smoke them. Now, I love to pack them. <laughs> this will be maybe the most boring. On, on one hand, most boring bowl projections we've ever done. On the other hand, maybe the most exciting bowl projections we've ever done. I'm intrigued. You caught my uh, intrigue because there's going to be a common theme here. But I think the there's going to be. Bowls? I think was well, because it's all the pretty much the almost all almost all of them have the exact same bowl. Ah, uh, bring on the pop tarts. No. No, no Pop Tarts? No. What do you think? We're seven and one and number thirteen in the country right now. What are you what are you thinking? Pop Tarts Bowl? That's the thing of the past. I'm always thinking Pop Tarts. ESPN, their two bowl projections both have the exact same thing. Schleybach 
and Bonagura have Louisville playing Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. Ah, Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl, Ohio State, Ohio State. You, you know the Browns are revenge on the Buckeyes. Brett McMurphy of Action Network, Louisville, Ohio State, Orange Bowl. Ooh. Jerry Palm, CBS, Louisville, Ohio State, Orange Bowl. I assume all these people are, are, are I assume that they assume Ohio State's going to lose to Michigan. They assume that they're going to lose to Michigan and that we're going to lose to Florida State, but the Florida State will go to the playoff. Yeah. College Football News, Louisville, Ohio uh, State, Orange Bowl. 24-7 sports. Can I guess? Can I guess? You can guess. Right, let me think about this. Okay. Orange Bowl? Orange Bowl is correct. Okay, okay. Get Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl. Okay. Iowa? <laughs> Incorrect. Ohio State. <laughs> ah! Athlon. Just when I think they're going to swerve, they swerve. <laughs> Athlon, Louisville, Ohio State, Orange Bowl. College Football Network now, Louisville, Orange Bowl, Alabama. Oh, look at them. They zig and zag. A step down from the Buckeyes to the Crimson Tide. Now, here's where here's where we have – this is our B. I can't say the word. This, this, is, this is the person that we're, we're singling out this week. We almost have a consensus for the first time in bowl projection history. But Nick, the 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 Nick big, Nick the bit Bromberg from Yahoo, that Yahoo, Louisville, Auburn, Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> so we've got eight Orange Bowl projections, one Mayo Bowl projection this week. It's a lot of oranges and mayo. Get out of my face, Nick. Nick the bit. I guess he assumes we're going to lose to somebody on the way. That would be the assumption. The other thing that would suck here is, for our purposes. I mean, I guess you'd love to jump Florida State in the college football playoff rankings, but we could theoretically do that if we beat them. We need to root for Florida State to go undefeated because if they, the worst possible scenario for us is we go like 10 and 2, make the ACC title game, Florida State loses to somebody, they beat us in the, in the conference championship game, and they get the Orange Bowl because they're, they're outside the playoff. And we still, you know, we've, we're, we've got three losses. We settle for, I don't know what it would be at that point, like the, you know, Sun Bowl or something like that, and it's like, yeah, we got screwed out of the Orange Bowl. No New Year's Six. So we need to go ahead and – I know it, it, it pains you, TK. I know you hate Florida State, especially this team, but we kind of need to root for them at this point. I mean, I'm not going to root for anything they do. I just know that when they play us, it's going to be a bad day for them. Well, there you go. I mean, that's the other thing is if we win the conference championship game, then you think no, I'm afraid no to play Florida asked. State in the, the conference Orange title Bowl. game? No, 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 my friend. I am not. Yeah, there you go, then. Then the roof for whoever you want to root for. I want to bring up. I want, in fact, I want Florida State in the title game. Well, I mean, that's what we're, we're going to, it's going to be Florida State. The, the question is just if we lose, can we still go to the Orange Bowl? I tell you right now, as soon as we beat them, the first thing I'm doing is taking one of those Hello Kitty turnover bags of theirs. And I'm going to shove They don't them. do that anymore. Oh, well, that, that doesn't matter. They're getting one. Uh, Adam on Twitter, so I, I just put it out there, I was like, hey, well placed spies for saying there's basically nobody at the student practice. It was full last year. And Adam responded with, which student is going to step up and try to fight the coach so everyone's report from <laughs> yesterday can be accurate? <laughs> <laughs> step right up and fight my coach. <laughs> the other report that I've got right now is that Reese Gaines is very, very vocal. He's the most vocal video coordinator in, in the country. Which is fine. Somebody has to okay, be. Man. Somebody has to be. We need somebody. Uh, it, it, we're inching closer and closer to Virginia Tech game, which is, like we talked about yesterday, the biggest November home game that this football program has had in a long time. 
Uh, cards are a nine and a half point favorite. That that spread has held pretty firm. What we haven't done, and we should have done earlier in the week, TK vibe check. Um, one to ten, your, your confidence level. One being no chance in how we win this game. Ten being no chance in how we lose this game. Where are you right now? I mean, we're, we're this is typically like I feel like you kind of start a little bit high, and then like Thursday maybe you've gone down a little bit, and then Friday you're like it's a it, it's a nine point three. Like you 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 get very very confident the closer. Well, we're at Thursday, so I mean, who knows where it could have been? I know. So yeah, well, that's I'm, I should have done this on Tuesday. But yeah. where are you right now? As we are about forty eight hours away from kickoff. Right now I'm in the room next to you, but uh, in confidence level, I'm I'm actually. Pretty confident. I mean, home okay. game. Botech really doesn't like doesn't scare me. I know that they won the, what three out of four or whatever. Yeah, and we we can, you can bring all that. Uh, the number I'm gonna say eight point four. Okay, that's that's very confident. Like I'm, uh, I don't know if I want to lay the nine and a half, but if it was at seven, I'd be laying it. I'd feel better laying it. I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm with I, you. I never get laid. So. I think this can be a close game. I have a hard time seeing us lose, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow, obviously. But the fact that VT has been really bad outside of Blacksburg, and that we've been really, really good at home so far this season, I do think that, that plays a, a factor. Also, I know that the you know they, they've been much, much better at quarterback since they you know, the, the, the solve the kid from Baylor whose name now is just escaping. It's Bryles, not not our Bryles. Who do, who do I have in my mind? Bre- it's it's uh, Pry Brent Pry. No, that's the coach. Oh my bad. <laughs> <laughs> How much more do you want from me? <laughs> uh, drones is, is his name. Yeah, you stepped in so confident. I was like, is Trevor really about to save the day here? And I was like, no, that's that's the coach. Uh, you know, they've been better since Drones has gotten more comfortable, and then they've sort of trusted him completely. But there's still a run-first offense, and we saw what a run-first offense did against us last week with, I think, a, a better run-first offense in Duke. I think that you have to be able to effectively throw the ball downfield against us to beat us, and I don't know if they can do that. Like, like he's, yeah, he's got a good arm. They don't have a ton of weapons on the outside. They're going to try to beat us on the ground. I know they rushed for like 400 yards against Syracuse last week. We're not Syracuse. I, I feel like this is a game where, Plumber's going to have to do more than he did a week ago because they are stout up front and they will sell to stop the run. I still think we should be able to run the ball somewhat effectively with, with George. I mean, at this point, I'm I'm expecting George to be able to run against anybody. I know he didn't do it against NC State, but he's been pretty unstoppable since that game outside of his injury against Pitt. Like, I expect George to be able to do what he does. And then I, I think that they will have more success than certainly Duke did last week. And then Jack Plummer, I think you trust his ability to – if there are guys open over the middle, make the right decisions and and kind of have another slightly more on his plate, but still more of a game manager than not type role again this week. I'm I'm, I'm and I'm fine. I'm with content that. with game manager. I'm not I'm not asking Plumber to make any extraordinary plays that I wouldn't that are beyond normal. I'm like I'm not saying I don't want him to like be able to hit a guy wide open across the middle or you know on a deep route, but I don't I don't need him to make anything. Beyond his normal comfort level in this game as well, because as long as you yeah. turn the ball over, honestly, I I mean our offense can put up 20, 20 to twenty eight and be thirty points, and I trust our defense to that's enough to win any a game against any Virginia Tech team. I, I think the and in really resting for the most part going forward until Florida State when Plummer's going to have to make a play or two for sure. What we're finding out of this team too is that we need to be like we're one of those teams that I think. Outside of the Georgia Tech game, we need to play from ahead. Like, like we need to be in the game. Like we need to be able to. If we get out of our 
our comfort level offensively, that's when we're going to struggle. Like you saw that when we were when we got desperate against Pitt after we fell behind by two scores in the fourth quarter. Like we just we weren't going to move the ball and, and score a ton. Like like we're just if teams know that we're trying to throw the ball downfield. Plummer's just, he's not that, that guy. That's out of his comfort zone. Exactly. And, and I that's think, not good. And that's why it's been so imperative that we are outscoring opponents 62-7 to seven in the first quarter so far this year. Like, that's been huge for us. And it, it's one of the biggest reasons why we're 7-1. and one. Um, I, like, We need to have a fast start again this week. It's Every team stre- stresses fast start. It's not exactly like, like college football, like in-depth X's and O's stuff. But uh, this I think type of you team just revolutionized the game, Mike. Fast starts are important. So are fast finishes. So hey, fast times. So, so are middle finishes. Good in all four quarters is really good. But for this team especially, I think making sure that you're not playing from behind by two scores is really important. You saw how effective we can be if we rely on defense in the running game. Those are our two strengths. Uh, I think we can ride them to victory on Saturday. But we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But I just you know, the overall people are kind of coming out their predictions. I'm seeing it's sort of the opposite of last week where I'm. It seems like we're getting a lot of love, and it makes me like I, like I expect this to be a competitive game. I don't think we're going to blow the doors off Virginia Tech. I didn't think we we're going to blow the doors off Duke, but I think that this will be a a game where they're always in striking distance, but we are kind of always in control. One of those type games, which I'm fine with. That's the plays the strengths of this team. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Did you see the latest Michigan debacle? By the way, now you're talking about the Central Michigan thing. No, we talked about that already. Yeah, a little bit. Say which. As I heard Jim McElvain's like press conference. He's like denying giving out like credentials to this kid. Like we don't know who he is yet. We're trying to figure out. We're going down or doing our diligent homework. I'm like, what? Well, they you know they have they have like texts and emails that Connor Stallions has sent now in this investigation, and he apparently okay. was bragging to people that he was flying in for games like three years before this whole thing started. And sure enough, there's a video of him in the on the Michigan sideline after Notre Dame scores a touchdown in their game uh, against them. To in back in 2019, so he's been around for a while. It seems like they've been using him for a while, and now you also had there's video of a a low level staffer for Michigan who got confronted trying to meet up with alcohol a girl that he met online that he thought was a 13 year old girl. This isn't Stallion too, right? No, this is a different guy. He got fired today. So okay. all these Michigan men not behaving like true Michigan men. It's a <laughs> it's a tough time to be a Michigan man. My 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 Michigan. <sighs> I'm, I'm, I'm Michigan. Harbaugh so believed. We used to have one of those sports CDs that used to play Carver Heroes, and one of them was like Ohio, the Ohio State and Michigan fight songs on it. Every time the Michigan fight song come, it'd be, my, 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 Michigan. My, 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 Michigan. I've never heard that song. Oh, you try me. I remember I'd look, I'd look at my marriage truck. I'm like, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> I might just walk out the door. <laughs> I just remember the whole, like, they, that song was like, they don't give a damn about the whole state of Michigan. No, well, yeah. The whole state of Michigan. Like, people, because people sang that all the time when I was at Dayton. Uh, well, I, Columbus had a, I'm sure Danny knows the uh, hail to the big bleep soccer. Yeah, yeah, hail yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Michigan, the cesspool of the world. Yeah, that's, Harbaugh, that's the, the version I know. By the way, in the three years where they are alleged to have cheated, because they, they apparently the cheating did not take place during the COVID year in 2020 when they sucked. It only just started coincidentally, and since they've been good, right? 33 and three, 22 yeah. and one in the Big Ten during the games where they are alleged to have cheated. Uh, games where they did not cheat the three years prior, 21 and 11, 16 and eight in the Big Ten. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> I can't get enough of the that story. That can't be a coincidence, right? I, I mean, can't get it. You can't give me enough stallions. I, I need all the stuff. I need to know that this guy was somehow behind, like, you know, whichever election you thought was stolen, Connor Stallions did it. <laughs> He's the reason why Kaepernick is out of the NFL. He was, the, he was there on January 6th. 
He led the charge. Yeah. We could go back and look at video. He was that shaman guy. I feel like it's going to be like, we're just going to look at history, pictures of history, like Forrest Gump style. He's, yeah. He's charging little big horn. That's him. <laughs> he did it all. It's him right next to Oswald in the book depository. Bay of Pigs was his idea. Yeah. Uh, Bay of Pigs was his Look, he's right there. Is that him behind Castro? <laughs> uh, somebody sent me a thread of this uh, this Zach Elam on Twitter, this thread, where he says, On Tuesday, Louisville was ranked number 13 in the college football playoff rankings. Jeff Brom, in his first season as head coach at UofL, has an opportunity to take his alma mater to the college football playoffs. It's possible, but highly unlikely. Here's a deep dive into their hopes. Uh, and then he goes into what needs to happen. This is See, I, I'm not doing this until we win the next two games. You're waiting until the Virginias are out of the way. Until the Virginias are out of the way, that's when I'm going to start like scoreboard watching. That's what I almost want. But see, even then, like, because then you got then that's when it, the really nervousness kicks in. I'm not. I mean, no, no offense to the Virginias, but you know, like, I'm I'm not as concerned with. I'm more concerned about going on at, at Miami and Kentucky. Than no, I no, no. I, I am too. But I, I'm just saying I'm not going to do any of this whole like who do we need to lose to. To, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Until, well, I don't blame you. And the reason is because if we win the next two games, we'll be 9-1 and one and we'll have that weekend off. So we, I can spend that full weekend being like, all right, let's stream big now. We get, we're 9-1. and one, It's at least on the table. I'm with you in thinking that at Miami and Kentucky are, are easily our two toughest games, and I still don't feel overly confident about either one of those games, even with UK not playing well right now. I need to see it to really believe it. But I'm not going to – I mean, props to Zach Elam. He has all these different scenarios out there. Um, where like, hey, this is this is what needs to happen for it to be Georgia, Michigan, Texas, Louisville. Like, he's got charts and everything. If you want to follow that whole thread, it's at Zachary K. Elam um, on on Twitter. He has done his due diligence. It's all laid out there. But I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not I'm not there yet. If we win the next two, I'll be there a week from if, you know a week a week from tomorrow. I'll be talking about playoff potential scenarios. We can do that then. But I'm not gonna do it. Now. I want to see us win the glow game and this weekend. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We'll go back to the text line. Let's some text real quick. Texture says, TK pickup line would be, hey, do you want to check out one of our 68,213 <laughs> Thorntons? Would have been a good one. There's that many of them for a reason, guys. That would have been a good one. Texture says, uh, sends an image of Kenny Payne walking down Floyd Street today, and it's Bernie Mac. <laughs> What's that Just move? hitting people. What is that from? <laughs> I don't know. And I can't picture it. It looks familiar, and I can't I'm trying to turn a blank on it. Texture says, Mike and TK, here's a positive text for the day. I've been in Kansas this week for a work project. Sorry, that's I've not positive for you, buddy. I've saved your pods up for the past few days, the 16-hour drive home today. Y'all got me through this boring-ass drive. I just want to say thanks for the effort you guys put into the show. It's genuinely more enjoyable than most podcasts. You guys rock. Beat Vatek. No, Thank you. You're welcome. And yeah, Kansas is, is as boring a drive as you're going to get. Kansas is bad. It's a bad drive, yeah. I was bad. Nebraska. Well, you don't do you don't, when you. Well, I guess if you go to Kansas, you actually drive to like five minutes of Iowa. I've driven through several hours. Right Iowa. by where? Well, as, as have I when I went to Minneapolis. But that's the only time I've been to Iowa is when I went to Minneapolis. It's tough. It Texas says no Mike way. said it. Kenny Payne is sleeping with Karan Davis's girlfriend. <laughs> don't do it. Don't take that to the message boards. Oh, it's on there already. Don't do it. Texas, can Kenny at least wear a sat power visor this year? Also, I didn't know Virginia Tech was coached by the dad from Outer Banks. I never watched Outer Banks. I'm sure that's a great reference. I, uh, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah. Can neither confirm nor deny. I didn't watch Outer Banks either. I did see that he's he's a master of martial arts, Brent Pry is. 
It's like, oh, just like Marcus Vick, just stomping, <laughs> stomping and kicking. Master of karate and friendship for everyone. <laughs> what is going on up here? Prime man. Whoa. <laughs> Texas. Speaking of baseball, did you see the story about how the Padres had to take out a fifty had to take out a fifty million dollar loan for payroll because they had factored in playoff revenue from tickets, merch, TV deals, etc., and were out of the playoff picture by the first of September. I did. I saw that headline. But that I was very embarrassing. Yeah, super embarrassing. How was that bad? How much is their salary that bad? I mean, their roster is loaded. I mean, I know it's because they've got because they picked up the dude from from Washington last year. He's making a a buttload of money. And, of course, Tatis is making a buttload of money. Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, yeah, Blake yeah, Snell, yeah. Juan Soto, who you're referencing, uh, you Darvish. They just signed a guy from Boston last year, uh, 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 the shortstop. Um, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Uh, Bogarts. Or Xander Bogarts. Yeah, Bogarts. Yeah, they, I'm sure he's making a buttload of money. They're all making a buttload of money. Yeah, you're probably making all like $20 million each, yeah. Meanwhile, their pitching staff is just a butt. Yeah, Xander's probably making $25 million over the next uh, uh, seven, eight years, it looks like. It's a very embarrassing story. He's a 30-year-old, and they gave him a contract for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They gave him a 12-year contract? I like the fake quote from Fernando Tatis. They're like, Tatis, when reacting to the Padres' $50 million loan, said, we weren't broke when I was on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good joke. Did you see the the fake story that was circulating about the uh, the way that McDaniel's got fired with the Raiders? Um, the fact he got fired is hilarious in itself. But uh, no, uh, what was this fake story? Like that he, the last straw was him showing up in a uh, in a Halloween costume that was like a Val Davis, and <laughs> and like <laughs> I'm trying to read the whole thing. It was very funny, but it was obviously not true. But people people run with everything. It, the, the last straw was when McDaniels, who's well-known around league circles as a guy who goes all out for Halloween, came to the Raiders' facility dressed as Mark Davis one day after losing to the Lions on Monday Night Football. Davis seemed to take it all in stride at first. He appeared to laugh and even ordered his now-trademark P.F. Chang's lunch delivered to Coach McDaniels to complete the look. After the two had eaten, Davis suggested that McDaniels read his fortune cookie, which read, You're fired, hotshot, according, <laughs> according to multiple sources who viewed the dessert. Like, you know, I read that and I'm like, it's very clearly satire, but like some people just didn't get it. They're like, oh my God, this is an insane story, insane way to fire somebody. And it kind of spread like wildfire a little bit yesterday. You know, Josh McDaniels is the only coach in NFL history to be fired midseason twice. Midseason twice, both a decade apart. Pretty amazing. I mean, there's no way anybody else hires him, right? I surely God not. Although you, I mean, not as a head coach. I'm sure he'll get a coordinator job, right? Or a QB coach job, or some kind of job in the staff, which is fine. I don't want the guy like to be completely unemployed. But as like a head coach, like there's no way he gets another head coaching job in, in pro, probably in any level, but at least in the pros. What a thing to be known for! It's like Happy to- Gilmore. It's like only only, only guy set the record for penalty minutes, and the only guy who ever took off his skate and tried to stab a guy. Like that's that's Josh McDaniels when he's on a date. Now he's like, only got to be fired midseason twice. <laughs> Never gonna be broken. If you if you marry me, I'll by year two I'll be home early. <laughs> yeah, we're not making it to a year. That's 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 the deal. Uh, I mean, that was I think everybody knew that was just a cluster bloop of a hire when they hire. Like. I, the, there's it's clearly no doubt in my mind that this is Al's kid. Like, there's, I mean, he is a spinning image of him, both on and both in the mirror and on on the on the way he handles his business. 
Uh, a little bit of breaking news here. Nate Garcia is going to be hosting uh, the guest picker. Exactly. He's uh, going to be the, the game day, college game day guest picker. Was that going to be your breaking news? At Alabama, yeah. Nate okay. What I mean, what a, what a come up. This is the guy that I was talking about. Hey, like, maybe I recommend his Netflix special. Now he's everywhere. I, you're not lying about that. Like you were, you were ahead of the curve on him. I'll give actually Jeff Greer credit. Like four or five years ago, he recommended the, the Tennessee kid special to me, and I was like, "This guy's actually hilarious." Like Greer, congrats for once in your life you made a good suggestion. And then since then, he's just been coming up, coming up, coming up. And yeah, you you were the first to brought my attention. Now and now he's like, I, I feel like yeah, you 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 gave me the heads up on him before he he blew, he blew up. Props to him. Now he's hosting SNL. He's he was great on SNL too. Yeah, I, I need to go back and watch that. I should I should do that. Very good, very good. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, more from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I've also got a story that I need to get Trevor's thoughts on. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on a Thursday on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Show at the old station, the, the the OG, and even when we were here, I think across the street in the studio, like, I never got to hear the commercials while they were playing. Now I'm, I'm getting to hear them all because they, they play through over my headphones now. And you love them. The delivery of the Allen Electric guy is incredible. <laughs> like he's fantastic. We, that guy should voice all the spots. I'm like, damn, he's, he knows how to deliver a lot. I see an Allen Electric truck, and I, I just smile because I know they're getting the best of service. He's great. I mean, yeah, it's just it's very natural. Very, you know, it just sounds like it, it's great. Like I'm just like, I want to hear this guy talk more. I just smile because I own Allen Electric. Welcome back in 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We'll get back to you in just a second. Uh, first, okay, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna see what you're gonna go with because because we. Uh, we're 90 minutes in, and I, I know this. I mean, I, I feel like we should have at least addressed this at some point, right? I think that I'm going to say what you're thinking. Okay, about. Well, I'll let you go first. Does it involve a certain football team to the east of us? No, actually, it involves, unfortunately, uh, sad news from last night. Oh, well, no, I don't know what it is. Uh, I know, I know he wasn't oh, your okay. favorite. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, now I do know what it is. Yeah, and I and I know he wasn't your favorite girl as as a coach, but I think it just it, it goes without within 90 minutes in, we should have addressed it. Unfortunately, the passing of Coach Bobby Nightlight yesterday. Yeah, it was a uh, literally like one minute. I think after we went off the air, and now. it was yeah. I, I saw that actually as I was waiting to do the parent teacher conference, as like the Kenny Payne drama was happening, and exactly. it, it did get kind of lost in the shuffle because the Rangers won the World Series last night. I feel like I've seen more like World Series stuff in the newsletters. He's kind of been the second big story. Yeah, which which is crazy because he's Bobby one of the, would hate that, <laughs> which I'm fine with because I'm like you said, not a big Bobby Knight guy. Certainly, I'm actually going to write about this tomorrow for SB Nation. Um, but he <clears throat> certainly was a guy who helped to find the game when it rose to prominence in the, in the 1980s and was in- incredibly successful, uh, in- incredibly controversial. You cannot tell the story of college basketball without telling the story of Bobby Knight. I think that's, that's something you have to say about him. A given, which is a, a nod to his 
iconicness, I guess, is the word, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you knew that this was... The last time we saw him publicly was when he showed up to do the, you, know, you remember like the, the weird interaction that he had with Dick Vitale, where they, mm-hmm. they finally showed up in Indiana, and like he very clearly didn't really know what was going on. Which is sad. It, it is sad to see anybody, especially somebody who was such a powerful figure, you know, rightly or wrongly, at one point be reduced to that. It just, you know, it, age comes for us all, and it's it, it's super sad and to see even though he wasn't, he was to stay was, I was glad to see him be able to resolve it, whether he even kind of knew he did or not. With yeah, I don't IU. know if he, that, that was the thing, was like, I was like, is this really... Does, Bobby does he, Knight, does he know, want yeah. to do this, or is are, are people around him who want this, you know, for the sake of the, yeah. the 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 program and all this stuff to to make it happen? I don't know. It was just the whole situation was. And, and you're right. And obviously, if you saw him then, and just if you hadn't seen the, the the moment of his return to IU, I mean, the fact that he is in his late 80s, I mean, it was it's unfortunately inevitable. It's it shouldn't come as a shock, but it's still not. I wouldn't say not as a shock, but it is still not a surprise. But it's still shocking and upsetting when you. You know, I'm about to go into AEW. I'm kind of sitting there, and I got to the you know parking lot a little early so I could get a good spot. And you know, I look at my phone, and I see like one of the first things I saw like on Facebook was like, you know, I will miss you, General. And I was like, first, I was like, oh man, that good feeling what that's gonna be. So I go to Twitter, and obviously Bobby Knight's trending, and I know that it's it's inevitable to, to click on the first name and see you know the, the passing news. So you knew I, I, I was. I know you don't. I know you didn't like. I was. I was a Bobby Knight fan. I liked Bobby Knight. Uh, you know, would I want to play for him? Probably couldn't have. But uh, you know, the ones who did, you know, would would run through a wall for him. So I mean, love him or hate him, so, for everyone that hated him, as many people maybe loved him. So you you, you know, you got like you said, you can never tell the story of college basketball without saying a chapter of Bobby Knight. No, you can't. And you knew it was bad. I think it was like three or four years ago when his wife announced that she was moving him to. Kind of closer to Bloomington, and, and basically, Hot so he could, yeah, basically saying like we want him to be close to where he you know, he spent the best part of his life, mm-hmm. so he can die there, and that's eventually what happened. Passed away yesterday at the age of eighty three, uh, which is still you know it's not, not not that old compared to some of the people you hate to see him just sort of dissolve that quickly. It just it, it seemed to happen when you well, heard that he was sick. Pretty, pretty old. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It is, but also to be like that. For the last like several years of your life to be Man, that just just out of it, it was was sad to see. But yeah, certainly thoughts and prayers to everyone who's hurting today and, and who's mourning the loss of Bob Knight. Now, what I was going to talk about was I was going to bring up, and it's a good show topic because members of our own station are kind of in the midst of this debate. Have you seen okay, the? Okay, well now I'm intrigued. Okay, what we got? Have you seen the Kentucky football video that just started circulating yesterday? No, I'm from just... Saturday's game against Tennessee. Oh, and now is this the one with the 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 the, the Tennessee players? Yes. Well, Tennessee and Kentucky players. Yeah, yeah, in the tunnel. Well, running out of the tunnel. So, okay. So basically, the, the Tennessee players are running onto the field, and there's a group of F- Kentucky players that are just like kind of standing in their way. And like Tennessee players are kind of running through them, and the Kentucky players are like throwing elbows at them and like kind of shoving. And there's all this jawing happening, and it just it, it reeks of this is classic Mark Stoops BS, right? Like this is this is sort of what they do. We've seen this now for almost a decade. You've got, I mean, this year you've had Kirby Smart from Georgia saying we had to tell our players like you know it's Kentucky, like they're going to take cheap shots. It, it's kind of what their program is. Just don't retaliate. And, and you know we remember the famous you know. Mark Stoops saying that he dressed his walk-ons or had his walk-ons go to midfield to try and start some stuff before the game. He's like, we wanted them to make an impact on the game. They, you know, you get I don't even remember which terrible quarterback they thought was going to be good that was starting it in sweatpants. It was the one that got punched in the face by the EKU player, whichever one that one was. Uh, Drew Barker, is that right? 
Yeah, Drew Parker did get punched in the face by EK. Well, he was trying to get punched in the face in this game. That you know they're going after our best players to try to get them penalized. He's the one that walked around with the pellet gun in, in, in campus, right? Is that him too? I think that was the same guy, right? Quite the impact on UK football Drew Parker had in a, in a relatively short amount of time. But you know they 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 do this stuff. Like they try to start pregame stuff. They try to start fights in games. Well, Limboden at the bowl game throwing a trash can. At well, that wasn't even trying to start a fight. That was him just punching a guy in the face and somehow <laughs> getting to play the game. But like this is you know this is what Kentucky football does. And if you're a UK fan, it's like we well, don't have, like they just embrace it at some point. Everybody sees you as a dirty program at this point. Besides yourselves, this is this is what you do. And, you know, you're playing Tennessee, a program that's had their way with you over the years, and you know, maybe you're trying to start some stuff, get in their head a little bit. It's all the stuff that they used to accuse us of doing in basketball when they had a, a gigantic talent gap. Remember the famous the, the the Jared Swapshire incident where they said it all started because they were yapping in the tunnel and they're trying to get in Kentucky's heads because it was the only way they could beat us? Like, all that stuff that they accused the basketball program of doing, that's what everybody knows their football program does. So. You've got that video out there. It's circulating. Tennessee fans are going nuts about it. I mean, why are the little Kentucky players standing in front of the tunnel to block? I mean, well, like they're purposely blocking That's them? where we're going. Okay. They're, they're, they're on the field. They're standing in front of the end zone, basically, yeah. where the Tennessee players are running out. So then Nick Roush wearing his hero's cape. Roush is like, I, mean, I, I do feel bad for Roush. He's a football first guy. He's sad that the, the attention is now shifting to basketball because they've <laughs> lost three in a row. He's just... He's on tilt right. He hates Tennessee. He had this, the clip of him go viral. Yeah, the team has lost like four in a row. He's it's it's down. It's going downhill right now. But so his explanation is that every single game at that time when that song is playing, the Kentucky football players go into the end zone to kneel and pray. But they're not. I don't have the volume on, so I don't know what song's playing. But. It's Inner Sandman, which is which is the funniest thing of all time. That they we all <laughs> we always pray during Inner Sandman. How dare you run out during Enter Sandman? And they're like, they waited. The Tennessee players purposely waited longer than any team does to run out because they knew this was going to happen. They wanted to interrupt the the, the player prayer. To which I'd be like, can you just not pray anywhere else? Like, like I don't. I, but they're not praying. They're just like standing around. They're watching. waiting to pray, Trevor. They're waiting to pray. Like what? For like a certain lyric? I think the Tennessee players were actually running to church. They do a they do an impromptu mass at midfield every game. Were they waiting for the part of the song where the, the, the dude does the voice was like, "Now I lay me down to sleep." I don't know. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. But it was just like even if you are just waiting to pray, doesn't excuse like throwing elbows at guys that are running past you, which is just you know, it's the best fan defense of all time because it has to be like we're more pious, we're more moral than you. The only thing that would be better is like this is where they get their pregame studying in. They, you know they don't have a lot of time to get ready for Monday's class. They use our student athletes use all the time they have allotted to them to hit the books, and so they take the the five minutes before kickoff to get a quick study session in. And you guys interrupted that. It's either study session or it's religious. They went with religious. That's what we're doing. We pray every game here. Tennessee fans are basically sacrilegious for running out of the field, uh, running out onto the field at that time. They hate Jesus. And then of course it devolved into a Blank and Baker versus Roush back and forth, which was great. Wow, well, that, that we love those. That, yeah, that was, that, yeah. I mean. <laughs> And, and Mark kind of our our Nick, <laughs> yeah, to an ex- for sure. <laughs> He's kind of our Nick anyway. I mean, but yeah, they're go- the best is like they're going at it, and then like Tennessee fans are just jumping in left and right. Like they're the guy oh, like well, randomly well, runs mean. into the fight and just like throws a haymaker and then like leaves. It was just the, the whole thing was wonderful to watch. You you, you got to jump in there at some point today. Just, <laughs> it's in the thread, yeah, just see all the action that's going. On. It's a classic fan versus fan thing because you've got Tennessee fans being like Kentucky's dirty. And then Roush being like, we're actually not dirty. We're just super religious. And then we're the, super religious. The back and forth happened. And then Blankenbaker's oh, going yeah. at it. And then Roush takes a um, – Roush, of course, he does what – you know, this is their watch shot. 
he brings up the the Lamar Jackson game because Mark Blankenberg's like hysterical defense, and Roush is like almost as hysterical as the U of L marching band marching through catwalk and then losing as a twenty seven and a half point favorite. As much as UK fans make fun of Indiana. For doing the watch shot that thing. Is their, that is their watch shot. They bring up that game, which again is against a quarterback who lit you up for three straight years and went two and one against you. I like, still question whether it was a fumble or not. Th- that's their, and again, like, you know, he, he had one fumble. He's still, like, his total offense in three years was outrageous, and we won two of those games, and we won, you know, one of them, we were down 24 7 in the first. He spotted you a full half and still came back and kicked your ass. But, like, they, you know, they do the watch shot thing with that game all the time. So Roush brings that up. They're going back and forth. Tennessee fans are jumping in left and right. It was a wonderful, wonderful morning to follow. I just, I, I'm, I don't know. I just, I can't get past like thinking, like picture myself at a church and be like, all right, let's everyone kneel now. And you it's the communion music. It usually goes on eagles' wings, take and eat. And then enter Sandman is how it typically goes in most churches. <laughs> like, I, I, I wonder if there's an Amy Grant cover. <laughs> I mean, some of these responses are just one. First of all, you've got the UK fans that are also bringing up 4 and 28, which is like as if it has any bearing here or hurts us anymore. We're well aware of the state of the basketball program. 4 and folks. 28. Oh, is that your record versus uh, uh, Tennessee over the last 32 years? I don't think they have four wins, do they? <laughs> they might not. I legit don't think they do. But. Like they, this patch, so like Mark Blankenbaker responds to Roush's, you know, we're, we're just religious kids trying to be religious with hysterical. And this guy's like, the sheriff believes that praying and FCA are hysterical, not surprising. <laughs> it's an all time college fan feud. I I'm love surprised Mark didn't be like, say something like, What well, did you give God a call on the money phone from Ashton? No, he responded because like, <laughs> he was talking about Roush brought up the, the band. I don't even remember the story. Our band marching through Catwalk. I don't remember that. And Mark just said they were going to mass. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, there's, there's no way they were going to pray during the inner Sandman in the end zone. I'm sorry. I just, I, I feel, I feel, I believe that. I, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, there, there's what, what even one, if two, they were, three, there's like six guys just standing. They look, they look like the, they, they look like the cops waiting to like get the, 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 the protesters at Kent State. I mean, that's what they're standing there looking like, waiting, like, come on, come do us. Here comes the protesters, and then they just start throwing, you know, a couple punches here and there. Even if they were, it doesn't excuse like they like shoving people and it's like Barry and Brown throwing elbows. Yeah, whatever. Brown's the one that just throws the elbow. Yeah, who does? That's he clearly does on purpose. It, it, it is what it is. Whatever. I mean, but just a, a very funny, funny fight to 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 watch. And then the, the best part is like the the Tennessee fans who aren't even really involved being like <laughs> just like jumping in and throwing haymakers. It's great. I saw you tweet that. I didn't think. I honestly didn't think anything of it. I was like, "Oh, okay." Just then, they they got caught in a little confrontation or something. I didn't think Kentucky fans were actually like defending it as if they were just like having their religious rights taken away by the volunteers. Now some aren't, but some are. Okay, and yeah, it's a it's it's a wonderful wonderful battle. And then you have like Tennessee fans that are. I'm trying to find some of the good Tennessee. Well, Tennessee fans are can be comical in their own right. Praying. Okay, I guess Barry and Brown said be healed as he was giving a forearm to the UT player. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, uh, this guy and then this guy do that at LNN on November 25th. Bet you won't UK football. It's like, well, are you going to fight that fight? <laughs> like like don't don't sign the Louisville football players up for a fight that you're not willing to engage in yourself. It's all it's a, it's a great back and forth. I'm surprised one just went like you can pray all you want, you still wouldn't go win the game. Uh, 
uh, and then people bring up the the last four years. Once again, we're aware. We know what our record is. Uh, it's like I guess we can't talk if they if they've won four straight games against us. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton text line. We'll take some texts. Right. The Kentucky fans love living in the past. Texture says. I'm worried about our first three opponents being motivated to get their one and only win against Louisville probably ever, and all our low major opponents, not just the first few. Well, yeah, I mean, that's... Did you see, speaking of, Trev, uh, we, we didn't talk about this because there's been so much piling on, but did you see the Lenore Ryan and the Kentucky Wesleyan Twitter accounts like combining to troll us? I mean, is it trolling when they beat us? It, like, the Lenore Ryan, they, they did the thing where it was like, because they beat us on the exact same day last year. Which, yeah. I, how about we just don't play an exhibition game on October 30th next year? Yeah, trust me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware the one year ago today we right. lost. Uh, yeah, or, or we hire a competent head coach and play on October 30th and just break this weird bleepy streak. <laughs> but so Lenore Ryan did the thing where it's like beating Louisville on October 30th and had like a Kenogi Wesley and then Lenore Ryan like shaking hands meme thing. And then, like, Kentucky Wesleyan, like, retweeted him. It's like, it's like happy to be in the club with you guys. I was like, is this happening? It's a club. I was like, am I? <laughs> what world are we living in where this is, where Louisville's getting trolled by D2 teams that are, like, happy to have beaten D2 teams that aren't even good? <laughs> so why there's a club? It's the worst club of all time. I hate it so much. I'm just, like, sitting there. I mean, like, they, they've got sandwiches and lemon cookies. I mean, you know, you're sitting there. I'm like, I can feel the flames all around me. I'm like, we are in hell. Like, like we are in absolute basketball hell. Who'd have thought that the Katina Powell stuff, as it was breaking, would be ten times better than the actual? Like, once we got out from underneath the NCAA cloud, <laughs> like this is worse than any of the times where we've been being like active under invest under active investigation by the NCAA. That's what Kenny Payne has done to us right now. It sucks so bad. They have nothing else going on in their program. No, they don't. This is the biggest thing that will happen to them all. Lenore Ryan finished last in their conference last year. It was the greatest thing that ever happened to them was beating us. It's probably going to be the same for Wesleyan this year. And that's not even a smack. I mean, at least with Wesleyan. It's not a smack at them. This year. I mean, Lenore Ryan was a year ago, dude. Let it go. Who cares? That's a, it's all they have to say. This is what we've done. This is what we're giving people. This is the gift that we're we're handing out left and right these days. Great. We're the Fruit of the Month Club. At least if we lose to UMBC, it won't be their biggest win in recent history. Like We have that going for us. <laughs> There's no way they control us, right? <laughs> it's not like they're going to make a huge deal about this. At least they've got a historic win already. Oh, God. Maybe that's why we scheduled them. That's so sad, but sad but true. Chattanooga. I mean, you know, they played in the tournament recently. Yeah, Chattanooga, didn't they? Uh, Coppin State won a game in the tournament. Coppin State beat South Carolina as a 15th seed. I'm starting to think that we, maybe this is exactly why we scheduled the way we did. Avoid, avoid Twitter trolls. Crappy teams that have won big games in the tournament that won't make as big of a deal as some others if they actually beat no, us. No, but I don't think Chattanooga has a tournament win, do they? Chatt- Chattanooga has. They've won multiple tournament games. Oh, they, they went have- to Sweet 16 when, uh, when Bruce Pearl was there. Tennessee Chattanooga? Yeah. I thought he was at I don't remember him being at okay. I mean They went I mean they went to the tournament two years ago and should have won. They should have beaten yeah, they went to the um let's see. They went to the Sweet Sixteen in nineteen ninety seven. They beat Georgia and Illinois and then lost to Providence. Okay. I for some reason I don't know I was I remember him being uh, what was the school I was thinking he was at. Wisconsin Milwaukee? Yeah, that's I guess that's what I was yeah. I don't remember being at Tennessee Chattanooga. He, I mean, like they were, they were good. I mean, they've had a lot of success in, in, in tournaments. Like they've, you know, they've made a lot of tournaments. They haven't won a ton of games, but they've always been competitive. Like it's a good basketball program at that level for sure. Yeah. They have a new coach this year, Dan Earl. We'll see how he does. I don't know, but if they beat us, it's going to be like, well, it's not the worst, not the biggest thing they've ever done. Maybe that's why we scheduled the way we did. You know, 
Okay, uh, I had to look up. Yeah, Bruce Pearl's never coached there, dude. Who was their coach? It was a, it was a, it was a, uh, it was somebody who was good. Let's see here. Uh, ninety six, ninety seven. It was uh, Mac McCarthy. McCarthy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he left, I guess, and went to BCU. BCU, correct? Yeah, he was. He was a good coach. Yeah, I was. Let's say I was having a break. I was. I, I had to call you out on that one a little bit. That's fine. I just knew they went to a Sweet Sixteen. And there was one. <laughs> this is the most random thing you'll ever get. Like you brought up. You said something while I was out last week, and it was. It, it bugged me to the point where I remembered. I'm, I'm remembering it now. When you were talking about like the. Um, the, the, like the little white receivers, and you mentioned Texas Tech, and I think you were you 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 mentioned somebody going to uh, who was it? Um, Paying quite the tail here. I know Edelman, and you said he went to uh, Kansas State. You were like he was on that. No, team. Wes Welker. Wes Welker, yeah, but you were thinking that he was on the Wes Welker went to Texas Tech. Edelman went to Kent State. They didn't have the that Kansas State team we beat with Josh Freeman didn't have one of those little white receivers that you were thinking of. They did. Who was it though? But we it looked, wasn't one that went to the NFL. We looked it up though. It was somebody. We ended up. We ended up saying the name because you. I think you said Edelman, but you. I think you were confusing him going to Kent State with Kansas State. I, Scoot said Edelman. I was like, that's who it is. But I, it was somebody who was like that. It was somebody. They had a little white receiver who ended up playing in the NFL. We looked it up though. Eventually, um, it was it was pretty good. I can't remember who it was though. But they had Josh Freeman. I remember that now Freeman? Yeah, because I remember. Well, I remember specifically that post game because I was I went to it actually. I was at that press conference. Anyways, what we were talking about now, you completely derailed the conversation. <laughs> White receivers. Their top receiver no, was Brandon Banks, by the way. Us scheduling opponents that weren't, aren't going to make a big deal out of beating Louisville because they've had – I think this is what we've done. Coppin State's won a game in the NCAA tournament. They have. UMBC's won a big game in the tournament. They have. Chattanooga's been to a Sweet 16. They have. I mean, even – like, New Mexico State, they, they're going to be terrible this year. They've been to a bunch of NCAA tournaments. They don't care if they beat us. Oh, yeah. They, they have history, yeah. Is there? I mean, I think I think that's what we've done. I can't think of anybody else who's like, maybe Bellarmine beat us last year. <laughs> By the way, do you realize the three you just mentioned when they won their tournament games were 14, 15, and 16 seeds? Okay. <laughs> we're going into, do we have a 13 seed that won one one time, one somewhere? Pepperdine, maybe. Pepperdine. <laughs> we're just going down the order. Pepperdine has won much recently. They're the ones that I think, and they're maybe one of the better teams we play out of this group, but whatever. Texter says, uh, since the story has been shot down, does that mean there's no truth at all and this was a complete fabrication? I mean, to my knowledge, yeah. Like, I, I think that's what it is. I, I mean, I again, can't say for certain at all. Then what would what was uh, what's his name maybe referring to when he's talking about being spicy? Because usually he doesn't like make. Well, I think stuff. he's referring to that story. Right? Okay, I think, I think the same, the same source that was kind of spreading this is probably giving that to Charlie. Okay. Because I, I mean, I've had. I think you yourself have said that he usually, I mean, he doesn't just run with anything. He usually has. Yeah, he usually knows. There's something to it. But yeah. he'll also do this thing where it's like, I mean, that could have been anything. You know? It was very vague, yes. Yeah, you know, if you say things are getting spicy at Louisville, like, it could just be like the fans are turning up the heat on Kenny Payne, which of course is true. We just lost an exhibition game and, and won four games last year. Like, you know, he, he does that thing, which is, uh, yeah. I get it. But like, usually when he posts, when he does like the post the gif of a team, it means they're going to get a recruit and he's never wrong about that. So he, he clearly has people feeding him stuff all over the country. Um, I think I know who most of them are. Texas, I saw Trevor at AEW. Hey. I, I got to admit, I was real nervous for him taking the steps all the way from the floor <laughs> to the top of the lower bowl. One slip and he might have wiped out a whole family. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> it wasn't. I was, <laughs> yeah. There's a guardrail to hold on to. It's all good. 
My knees are hurting. Texture just says Virginia Tech. No. no. Bottech. Texas, did you see the Bulls players had to have a team meeting after the first game of the season? Did you also see that Billy Donovan's wife was also house shopping in Louisville over there? <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, Billy Donovan. Kentucky fans would hate they would be so mad if we got Billy Donovan. I would be so happy if we got Billy Donovan. I would be I would be happy too. Now the big buzz in college basketball circles is that if Calipari sucks this year and just like he does he's done with UK fans, doesn't want to put up the criticism and he he leaves, Billy Donovan's gonna go there. Would you take Billy Donovan or Scott Drew? Billy Donovan. Okay. I mean I would take Scott Drew in a heartbeat. But I, I would take I don't Billy know. Donovan. You first. seem like you didn't hesitate to pick Billy Donovan over him. Though. Billy Donovan I think would be great if he came back to college. I think I, I think he's I think he would thrive, and I think he will come back to college, and I think he'll thrive wherever he goes. The issue is, I don't think that, I don't think he'll come to Louisville because of his ties to Rick Pitino, and I don't think Rick Pitino would care if he went to Kentucky. Like Pitino is exactly what I said. Like again, spot on predictions for me are very rare. But when this all happened in in like 2018, the fallout, I remember saying on the radio, I was like, I think he'll he'll mend fences with Kentucky before he mends fences with Louisville. I think this one just stings him so badly. I think that he feels like. This is where he's going to coach the rest of his career. He was home. His family was here. And I think it's just it's going to hurt him forever, the fact that he feels like he got a raw deal from just a small group of powerful people in Louisville. I think he'll go back. And I think I think he's always kind of wanted to mend fences with Kentucky. You know, he refers to them as Camelot. I think the only reason why they couldn't do it is because he was coaching their arch rival. And now that he's you know, now that he's left Louisville and that Louisville kind of sucks, I feel like UK fans are starting to do the whole, especially with Cal not not exactly being king of the castle anymore. They're starting to do like the whole like, let's remember the good times, Rick Patino in the '90s. I can see him giving his like nod of approval to Donovan going to UK, but not going to U of L. That's why I don't think he'll ever come here. What happened? What 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 will happen to the uh, to to the world of basketball if, if Cal leaves after like next year and Patino comes back to Kentucky to coach? God, I'd cry. <laughs> <laughs> Who would we hire? Who like? Who would we hire? What if we got Cal? <laughs> what, if, what if Cal yeah, came well, Cal, here? Cal left Kentucky, and we got better. And no, no, we know we we some reason like go like a third year with Kenny Payne. Cal takes a year off. They hire Patino, and then we hire Cal. Be good for the rivalry. At least it'd be I interesting mean, again. The, the, I mean, that would be insane, right? You can't write things like that. I mean, I, well, I guess you can, but uh, you can't uh, write things like Patino leaving UK and then coming to Louisville three years later. Exactly. Exactly. The weird thing is, like, you know, you know time works differently when you get a little bit older. I feel like. The years kind of get lumped together. It's not as much. Like, in my mind, Patino was gone from Kentucky forever before he came back to Louisville. And you look at it, and it's like, oh, he was gone three years. Like, think about, th- like, three years ago now was the start of the 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 weird COVID year with Chris Mack. Like, that's no time at all. Like, that's, no. it, it's, it, it's, it's such a, like, like, I was, you know, because I, I go from when he lost to Arizona in the championship game in 97, I'm a 12-year-old sixth grade student. And when he comes to Louisville, it takes the job. Like I'm towards the end of my sophomore year of, of high school. That's like a different life. Like you're, you're a right, different right. human being. And now when you're older, you're, I'm, I'm, things have changed a little bit, but I'm more or less the same person as I was when I was like 30, 36 or whatever. Like it's just, you know, in my mind, it was like hey, enough time has passed, get over it. And now I'm looking at him like if Rick Pitino went to UK now and it's been like seven years, I'd still be crushed. Like, like I would just be like this. You, you can't do that. It's not fair. It's not right. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Texas said I heard that uh, Kenny Payne actually screwed Zan's mom last night. <laughs> That's a good test. <laughs> we can end the hour on that one. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. More rumor and innuendo coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. 
We'll also look ahead to the night that will be in sports. Football is back tonight. We'll get excited about that and get excited more and more about this weekend's game against Virginia Tech. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Thursday edition here on Church hymn. I think this was an Elvis song, right? I remember them playing this during my first communion. As I walked, I was up, baptized to this. As I walked up to the altar, hands out, little seven-year-old <laughs> saying "Amen." Body of Christ, enter Sandman. Classic, just praying music. <laughs> I love you, Roush. I love you all, UK fans. If you don't know what we're talking about, if you just got in your car, I apologize. Uh, check the podcast, second hour. It'll make sense then, maybe. <laughs> maybe not, probably not. Hour number three. Skip past the whole white receiver rant with Trevor. And <laughs> Please do. <laughs> hour number three here on, uh, on 1459 One. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Uh, Trevor, sent me, you sent me the picture of you last night at AEW with the, the, the wrestling woman who... <laughs> Julia Hart, yeah. You did not move your hand. You clearly wanted to make physical contact with her. You're looking at her well, very creepily. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you watch actually the video of the, the moment, she actually bumps into me. Because what happened was... She, she made first gun. Because the lights go out, and it was kind of cool because when the lights get out, I, I could see her. She comes from under the ring. Which props to her. That means she'd been laying under that ring for like two and a half hours. I, so I've always wondered this in wrestling. They do, yes. Like if they just like lie there. Like, I mean, how boring would that be for like like forty five minutes? Sometimes? There's actually most wrestling shows. There's always usually a production person actually under the ring with a monitor, and like at some point you can the security guard not paid enough. And I knew that, I knew there was going somebody come, was going to come from under the ring because in the first hour, the security guard took a little water bottle and put it like next under the like the ring. Uh, curtain for a second and then i was like oh he's giving some somebody's down there uh so i kind of assumed maybe this was gonna happen but the lights go out as soon as i did it i was like okay here comes she comes from under the ring right in front of me and uh she her thing is she spits the mist in people's faces and sky blue who i love you sky blue uh she shows up and uh blows mist instead in, in julia's face and she rolls out of the ring and that's when she like bumps into me like right there and like you know, we, we, we have, we, 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 there was a connection at that point. Close as you got into physical contact with a woman in a couple months. I almost lit up a cigarette. <laughs> I mean, I was like, this will carry me into the weekend. <laughs> She's bumped into me. I was like, well, I was like, so you come here often? <laughs> I love you. I love you. I mean, what? She, no. She unfortunately ignored me. Uh, but then, then she, he screamed into the camera, which was right in front of us. You know. Now the other woman that you showed me the picture of the fan who was all painted up. This this looks I, like right up your alley. I told you now that, that's Rhonda from Up All Night. I mean, I'm, and it was hard to get a picture of her. I was trying. To, it was so creepy to do because she was the angle she was at. The, the the post was in the way, 
So there was a point in the night where she was standing cheering. You're, you're not, you, don't, you don't need to go in depth about this. <laughs> and I'm trying to get a, not making you I'm zooming trying better. to get a picture of her between the post and one of the wrestler's legs. <laughs> okay. Well. And I, and I think to myself, there's someone right behind me probably going, watching me do this, going, this dude is a creep. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> For all they know, I'm going to admit to it all on, on radio. Uh, I mean, God. <laughs> Quick update for Saturday as far as the weather is concerned. Again, 3.30 kickoff should be – weather should not be a concern. Somebody just texted in as I'm reading this to turn his mic off. <laughs> to the text slide or to you? To, to me personally. Okay. The high is going to be 62, and it's going to be right around kickoff time from, 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 about, from about 3.30 <laughs> to 6. Uh, it's going to be like low 60s, no chance of rain at the moment, partly cloudy. Maybe a little bit chilly when you're you're tailgating, if you're tailgating early enough, high 40s, mid-50s, something like that. But perfect, I mean, you can't ask for anything more on November 5th, or, or I guess whatever the, the date is, November 4th. Early November, mid middle of the day, no rain, sun's going to be mostly shining, temps, high 50s, low 60s, big-time game, big-time opponent. Hopefully, the Fed's going to be rocking on Saturday. It should be rocking. Hopefully, we can carry this team to a victory. Get to eight and one in conference play, and get two wins hmm. away from going to a conference championship game here. Let's realize maybe is it really is it great that we call her in the feds when knowing our history recently. Well, that's kind of the joke, Trev. Okay, good. Just making sure. I mean, I just do it. That's okay. that's my personal preference. Some people call it the cred. Some people call it whatever. I call it Cardinal Stadium, but that's just me. People do that too. Uh, also, breaking news here that I just saw. When I say breaking news. It was like like forty-seven minutes ago. Somewhat pertinent to our interest, but Duke. Quarterback Riley Leonard will miss an expend, extended period of time with a left toe injury that he suffered late in the game against Louisville. They're going to start Grayson Loftus tonight. Good name. They play Wake Forest on Thursday night football. I mean, he was the guy who came in and I think I thought threw a, a couple of really really good balls towards the end of uh, that game. I remember saying I was like, "That's a name to keep an eye out because he throws a, a really good ball through a couple of really good passes." But he's going to get the start tonight for Duke as they take on Wake Forest. We like to go ahead and see Duke win that game just to make our. Yeah, strike the schedule look better. We don't play Wake this year, so hopefully Duke will win by forty. We'd love to see that happen. What is the line on that game? Wonder. I don't know. I haven't seen. We have, we're going to talk about the tonight's we'll games. Up, but you're right. Yeah, we'll do that later. A little bit later. I mean, see if, the NFL it, game tonight as well. We do. I mean, at least you know college football Thursday kind of sucks now because they don't want to compete with the NFL. But at least this week we're getting a, a power conference game. Like that's something. yeah, it's been better than another one in seven matchup in the MAC. We actually get two power. Which, conference by the way, games I didn't tonight. even see how those games ended last night. The, the the Buffalo whatever no the Buffalo that was the night before oh, last Tuesday night. yeah last, last night, night was the Akron Toledo no, it was the one in seven matchup of one in seven teams or something which I think was Akron Toledo yeah I know it was Akron uh, my guy uh, it's like Akron won thirty one to twenty seven well I think they did they not I think the spread was four and a half though they didn't cover uh, we were wrong there I don't remember what I picked yeah tonight, of course I'm wrong it was a midweek game dude tonight we have two power conference games TCU is on the road taking on Texas Tech and then Wake Forest is taking on Duke also South Alabama Troy it's a Sunbelt game. Stay away, Trev, please. South Alabama Troy is 7.30 on ESPN2. So three college football games tonight. We'll pick those coming up at the end of the hour. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's tax line. We don't, there's not a whole lot. We need to start some, some bleep with Virginia Tech because the, the back and forth isn't what I thought it was going to be this week. Their players aren't saying anything. Our players aren't saying anything. I was hoping we could we, – we need to like just sort of facilitate one of those VATEC debates. I need to bring that up again because we, I feel like their fans just are – all of our fans are just focused on our own teams right now. We need to be like we need to be throwing some haymakers, and it's not happening. Well, I mean, usually they're the ones that throw the first kick. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. <laughs> that leave you speechless. 
A little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm looking up the Are actual. Are you to the kids behind us outside? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm looking up the actual. By the way, we're alone in here. For like, you know, we're always there's, there's never many people in here. No, that's true. But Bill's not even here today. Like, we're the only people in this entire building. I don't think it was here yesterday either. We can do whatever we want here. <laughs> do the show naked. We're in different rooms. Wait, you have clothes on. Do whatever we want. <laughs> so here's the here's the this is the game notes portion that Virginia Tech has where they have like they have a full on section of the game notes that talks about the pronunciation of, of their name when abbreviated. It's it just says in all caps our name, and then says when referring to our name, we ask that you use Virginia Tech, Hokies, or Tech, and not Va Tech. Thank you. I don't, I, I, I'm just curious. I, can we have someone on from there to exp- maybe Kyle Tucker can tell us like what? Why do they hate the Vatech? I don't know. Like, is there something like it'd be like us being like, please don't use U of L. Yeah, I don't. I just don't understand. Or U L instead of U of L. I mean, I don't. I, or like, I was thinking more like the school being like, don't cost the bill. You know, which cost whatever you want to call us. I, I mean, don't care. I know like, we've got signs of how to pronunciate our town name by what we want it to it's be. Not like we're calling you poop face. It's Vatech. Yeah, it's. I mean, grow up. But also, I mean, there's 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 a lot of techs. I mean, that's why you have Vatech, and so we don't confuse you with Texas Tech or Georgia Tech. Can we call you VT? I mean, <laughs> I feel like you've left us no choice but to call you Vatech at this point. Yeah. <laughs> You, the, 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 uh, the, the don't call, you can call me John. You can call me Johnson, but don't call me Johnson Johnson. You know, it's the comedy record. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm really kind of, I am kind of curious why there's a like disdain to be called Vatek. Like, did, like, is that what I like? There's an ex girlfriend of theirs named Vatek. This is also the thing in grade school when you're like, hey, I feel a woman's involved. You know, if I was in like fourth grade and I was like, yeah, you can call me Mike and call me Michael. It's like, just do not call me Mikey. Like, everyone's going to start calling you Mikey. Like, yeah. why even open that door? I had the same reason why I didn't want, I, I, didn't, I didn't like being called Travis. Well, that's just not your name. <laughs> well, but people <laughs> thought Tra- it's a Travis. a little bit different. No, people would. No, I don't want people up, to people call me thought, Steve. People thought Travis was like short for Trevor. Why? I don't, don't ask me. Aren't they the same number of letters? No, but they, I guess because they sound similar. People thought Travis was like Travis short. and Trevor have the exact. They're both six letters. It's that, not short is, for anything. That's a good point. Actually, <laughs> it's, not, it's not. They're quite literally just different names. <laughs> that is actually a good point. They have the same letters. I didn't want people to call me Mitchell. I, but people. I, but when I was when I was growing up, because Trevor again was not like the most common name, I would be. Some people would call me Travis. <laughs> when I was an uncle, it's just it's just not your name. I I'm I'm fully aware of that, Mikey. <laughs> I mean, it makes no sense. I'm completely aware that it's not my name, and it annoyed me when people called me that because I always thought it was like the redneck version of my name. I'm not saying you shouldn't be annoyed. I'm just saying, why would anybody just call you Travis? I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm not the one that did it. It's very clearly not short for Trevor. It's not. It's I'd, not I would say go ask my uncle, one of my my uncle John, but he passed away like 22 years ago. Well, so. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. He was like 80 anyway at the time. Maybe, also, this, maybe that's why he's called. Maybe you just thought your name was Travis. He's also the one that gave me the little slugger bat with my name spelled wrong on it. <laughs> How did he spell it? I think I told you that, didn't I? Like, no. I've, he, everybody, I think every kid at if you were if you're in, if you were born in Louisville, like I feel like it's like a given that you're give, you, you get a, a, a customized Louisville slugger. Oh, I've bat. got one. Yeah. Yeah. Every I think like it's 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 uh, the law, right? If you've been born in the city, at some point in your life, you have to be given that by either a parent or relative. 
and I got mine, and it spells my name T R V E R. <laughs> Not even close. I just, and I'm like, like the, <laughs> the one first freaking bad I got, they my name spelled right. <laughs> and yes, it was from the same Uncle John <laughs> Turvier, who, who used to you called me Travis. He would just he would be like, I, he's like Travis. I'm like, it's 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 Trevor, Uncle John. He's like. How you doing, Travis? I'm like, it's good. Never mind. <laughs> oh, God. Dugan texted in, by the way, said, uh, Handsome Jimmy used to call you Trav. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. It was an A. <laughs> it's just a different name. It's, it's, I, but it's, it's, it's but sure. you, you're telling me you don't think Travis and, and Travis and Trevor sound more alike than, than calling someone, you know. They do sound alike. Richard it's and just, William. They're, they're just different names. I mean, it just it makes it makes no logical sense that somebody would call that as some sort of variation or play on your own name. You don't think it's, but, but you don't think it's, uh, it sounds, I mean, you, you don't see, I see a similarity. No, I, I see a similarity. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it, it's not like Mike and Michael. It's like Mitchell and Michael. Nobody calls me Mitchell. And if they did, I'd be like, that's not my name. Well, that's what I said to them when they called me Travis. I don't know. I don't know about the Kelsey fam. I used to hate it. <laughs> 502. You should. It's not your name. No, it wasn't just the Kelsey family. I mean, some of it was, but like it happened at school too. Like I remember sixth grade. Like my teacher was like Travis Kelsey. I'm like, no. Which in hindsight, I guess now I'm like, yeah. You should have been Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, no, really. Be a, I, no, thought, I, <laughs> I saw that costume 75 times. Travis is, Travis is my my brother. My br- brother's Jason and Travis. I'm the Cooper of the family. Which did you all see more of? The Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift costume or the Barbie and Ken? Those are the two big ones. What, you about walking to my house? Just like anywhere. Yeah, walking uh, around. I'm not, I didn't see it. Well, those are more adult costumes. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see those in my neighborhood. I was like, well, my mom were like, you know, the kids. I didn't mean an adult walking around. Yeah. Well, what's, what's a tra- Travis Kelsey that's just getting his jersey, right? Yeah, and then Taylor Swift is, is just being Taylor Swift. Yeah, you can just wear anything, right? Yeah, usually with one Taylor of her dress and microphone, you're, you're Taylor Swift. Boom. <laughs> now, my mom did wear her infamous shirt that says, this is my costume. She wears it every year? Every year. My dad always wears his old uh, Letterman jacket. I can't think of it. I, I don't even remember a year where she didn't wear that T-shirt. And she wears, like, little cat ears, too. On top I love it. But it's just the orange shirt that says, this is my costume. And did you hand out any candy, or did you stay back in the room the entire time? I stayed back, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the laws and everything. Stop. <laughs> I didn't want to be affiliated with the, with the fortune cookie fiasco of 2023. <laughs> they all, hey, look, they sold. They're all gone. They're all gone. He gets, I need to order more Chinese food. If you are wondering about, you know, if we, if we address the, the Kenny Payne rumors yesterday and all that, the hubbub. The kerfuffle, the whatever you want to call it, from the, the last 24 hours. We did. We talked about it at the very beginning of the show. If you want to catch that, you can always listen to our shows on podcasts. Search Big X Sports Radio or 1450 Big X. You'll find all of our podcasts there. It'll be on up after the show. We'll take some texts here. 502-414-1450. Thornton's text line. We'll try to get to you. Know, a lot of texts. Yeah, text line's filled up. We'll get to as many as we can this hour. Do what we can. They filled the cup. Texts that I heard Lieberman speak today about basketball. The dude's smart and could run circles around KP. <laughs> Hurt will be announcing Lieberman as interim by January. <laughs> Me. Look, I, 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 I like Mark a lot. I had coffee with him a few weeks ago. I think he'd do a great job here. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think he would take the job if it were offered to him. I think he's he, he would love to be a basketball coach again. He's here for family reasons. But um, he's, he's definitely – I mean, I love that they're doing those. Like, he's doing some film breakdowns. And it's, it's one thing to have – 
schlubs like like me and you and, and people being like, hey, you know, you need to do this. Like we know a little bit about basketball, but I mean, Lieberman coached under Patino. He was associate head coach at some pretty high Division One programs. He knows what he's talking about, and he's he's going in depth on stuff. It's really interesting to hear him just break it all down. But yeah, he's a guy. I mean, you saw what he did with the the TBT this summer. He knows what he's doing. Texas said, I didn't want KP to be hired, but I got on board after I realized he was the likely choice. Fans were in a fragile desperation state of mind and were gullible. I was a tad concerned in his introductory extravaganza when he answered a question about his offensive style with some KL speak that was essentially, throw the ball out there and let them do their thing. At this point, I wish he would just let them do their thing. His teams obviously play in a WTF, does the spirit children crazy man want us to do paralysis by by analysis mode. It feels that way, for sure. I I don't think that they, and I'm like you at his introductory press conference. There's a lot of feel good, warm and fuzzy stuff, and and I like that. But I think Brett Dawson had the first question, and he asked him straight up about his, you know, offensive and defensive philosophies. And he was like, I don't really want to get into that. He's like, we're gonna play. He, he did all the generalities that coaches use when they don't really know what what they're doing. It was a lot of you know, we're gonna play fast defensively. We got to win with defense. We got to play together. Uh, but we'll get into all that as as time goes on, and like we still never gotten any clarification on like either I, of those things. I can't remember what the question was. It was the first question asked him at the uh, ACC. Uh, I'm sorry, Operation Basketball. Don't do that. <laughs> we don't recognize that name. Which that's is, that's my Vatek. Which is like, like the, please don't call it Operation Basketball. Which on this is show. the sequel to Operation Dumbo Drop, starring Dennis Leary. Um, Operation um, Kenny Payne Second Media Day. And someone asked him, I don't know what the question was, but like he started like, he's like something about the vision of our offensive philosophy. And I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting on the edge of my seat, like, and that philosophy is, and he's, but he just never said it. And he just kept rambling on about something else. I'm like, ah, oh, this came so close. I thought he was going to tell us what his philosophy was or his vision was for offense. It's like that. Cause South- I still don't know. And we're a year in. It's like that South Park episode where George R. R. Martin is talking about, he's like the dragons. He's like, they're coming. Don't worry about it. They're going to be great. You're going to see them. They're going to be huge. And they're like, but then, uh, a lot of wiener talk. Texture says, fast finishes aren't always good. Just ask Trevor States. I mean, fine for him. <laughs> he never complains. I've, I've, never, I've never had a complaint. He wins. It's a race. It's only race. It's only race I can win in the last 20 years. Texture says, sources are telling me that Connor Stallions actually killed John Bonet Ramsey. This is the person also who sent in the odds and the players involved in the fight <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it was BHH minus 120, Zan Payne plus 135, Trey White plus 180, the field plus 250. I told you the field. <laughs> Texas says, was Stallions on the grassy knoll? Yes, he was. Yeah. Was, I think he's the one that hired the, uh, the, the dancers at uh, Minardi Hall. <laughs> That's what I hear. Connor Stallions somehow was responsible for the whole Connor thing. Connor Stallions called the. You know, Connor Stallions was the one that was... Uh, he was there. Yeah. In minority. He opened the door. He even, he also planned the cocaine on Marion Barry. Go with that. <laughs> Texas, Salty Mike and TK make the losses bearable. I don't think that's true. Also, I, mean, I don't think it's even Salty Mike anymore. I don't think you've been Salty Mike, are you? I'm not Salty. I'm just like, it's like just depressed, nowhere else to turn, Mike. It's it's much darker than that these days. <laughs> <laughs> no jokes left in the tank, Mike. Not as catchy, not as concise, but it's more accurate. Like I don't think you, I don't think the human body can obtain as much salt as you would have had to done over the last year. Like you would just be like looking like a like a like a worm on the sidewalk. I miss salty Mike. <laughs> the month of salt when we were out of the tournament in 2016 was one of my favorite. Like just 
internet months because I was just raging on everybody. <laughs> that was the most mad I've ever made. I think a collective fan base. It was Cincinnati fans. Because in my, in my, and now you want to apologize to them. Because I do. We love Cincinnati. Well, to, to the, the football fans, but the the basketball fans can suck it. They, oh like, yeah, they're they're horrible. Because this is when I was doing the espionation job, and I, I did conference previews for for all the big leagues, and I had them finishing, I think, fourth in the American Athletic Conference, and their fan base like just went nuts, like like on Twitter, their espionation site, and they did this whole thing where like, well, he's not even like really, he's he's a Lowell fan, of course, he's got us finishing fourth, and they ended up finishing fourth, and so I was like collecting receipts, so I posted all of them just like raging about me, my my pre, like they're from their message boards, from their blogs, from the Twitter. And then I posted their actual finish, and it was just great. It was, they're like, well, where are you guys playing? I'm like, oh, you can suck it. It feels so good. You guys still Younger suck. Mike was not only salty, but vindictive. I was just taking shots everywhere. I was just throwing shots out left and right. I miss those days, to a point. But they took up, it, took, it takes up your whole day when you live like that. You can't do anything else. It does. You're not, you're not lying about that. Every time I send a tweet like that I know, I'm like, I'm like, are you willing to do this for the next three hours? Because if not, yeah, if you're gonna start something, yeah, go ahead and you- bite it. Then you spend yourself the next yeah the next couple hours like going on Twitter like are you gonna respond are you gonna respond? exactly yeah you just you can't it's get just, away from yeah it. it's dumb yeah I agree Texas says what's the main reason recruiting is so bad for next year is it the awful season last year or is it the lack of trying connections uh, of pain in the staff or do they pretty much realize they're not getting a year three I mean, if I had the answer I'd tell you I, I honestly would because I mean, I've got I, guess I don't, I don't I'd know say all three right I mean I do think that there was a rift between I think there was a point in time this summer where. Nolan Smith maybe like wasn't recruiting as hard as as he had been before. We took no, he took the he was looking to take the G League job. But if we're not getting recruits because people don't want to come here and play after last season, or the staff's just not really working that hard because they don't think they're gonna, I don't know. But it makes no sense that we're not doing more on the recruiting trail when this was supposed to be like the one thing that the staff you knew they were bringing. Texture says, I'll never forgive you both for hating on Nightmare Before Christmas on Halloween this week. Never. Anyway, is Trevor and Indica or Sat- Satifa guy? We didn't hate on Nightmare Before Christmas. I, li- I mean, I've watched no, Nightmare Before Christmas. No, you don't hate times. on it. It's just, it's just you had to watch it so much. I kind of hated on it because it's just, well, it's just not my cup of tea. Like, I'm just not, yeah. I, I've never really watched it from start to finish anyway. And I'm just, it, it, I, 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 don't, I don't even know if I would because it just, it, I don't know, just the whole. The same reason I guess I never. What was the movie that that, that used like the puppets too? The the South Park people did. Team America. Yeah, which very I, funny. And, and, and you know, and I, I love South Park. At that time, I would probably think it's hilarious. But something about the puppets, and I don't know. I just don't. It, it annoys me, and I can't watch it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's fine. I still okay. like it. Okay. I thought it would annoy me, but I actually liked it. And to your question, texture, it doesn't matter. I I've never been one to give a bleep whether it's in the like some people I know are like, I only want Sativa because it makes me it gives me motivation or. I only like Indica because it helps with pain. It makes me want to, you know, fall asleep. And neither I, I've never noticed the difference between the two. I just, I just, I just like to to be buzzed. Texture first text of the show. I'm assuming this is a Kentucky fan. Kirby never said anything of the sort. Oh, oh, au contraire. Let me find it real quick. Kirby They're talking about the UK taking cheap shots and stuff. Oh, I was thinking. You know where my mind went when you said Kirby? Here's a quote. After the game, Georgia head coach Kirby Smart spoke on Kentucky's cheap shots and how his team was able to capitalize. We told them. We said, hey, look, Kentucky's going to have some penalties. They'll have guys push you, shove you, or do something to you. Just don't respond to it. Boom. Everybody talks about it. You guys just don't want it. Just embrace it. Everybody talks it. I mean, if, honestly, though, if you're Kentucky, I mean, from where you're coming up from, I mean, having to have an edge on your a chip on your shoulder and be a little dirty, maybe that's not a bad thing. I'm just, yeah, just, just embrace it. Yeah. That's who I mean. you guys are. 
Says Mike, you mean DeMarcus Cousins elbowed Jared Swapshire in the face and he fell on top of him and Swapshire was called for a technical. I was like 13 years old and got so mad in front of my family we had to go over to watch the game that my dad made me go outside till I, quote, learned how to act right. I I think I wanted to fight Cousins that day on the court, too. Well, here's the thing, though. I was a little, it's kind I was of gotten drunk, though, lost in the story. DeMarcus Cousins did get a technical. Yeah. Jared Swapshire got a technical. But uh, Reggie Delk. Also got a technical. So after the whole thing, where the most egregious act, I think, by everybody watching, was Swapshire, was was uh, Demarcus Cousins elbowing Swapshire in the face. They still got to shoot free throws and get the ball. So it was a bad break. And Cousins should have been thrown out of the game. And Swapshire did nothing. Like Swapshire, did, like if you want to tee up Reggie Dell because he said something, okay. But like poor Jared was just like on the wrong end of of somebody just drilling him in the face. There's a little player that's kind of forgotten about in time. Yeah, he's definitely, but he was he was pretty good for he what was, he was. He was, he, was, he, was he was a transfer from like Mississippi, wasn't he? Or Mississippi, Mississippi State? State, exactly. Yeah. Texter says, why was Kentucky having a catwalk at a road game? Great question. That actually is a very good question I didn't think about. I mean, I just assumed that Roush knew what he was talking about, but I don't know why they're doing that. Yeah, I, I worked with Roush, I wouldn't assume that. That's true. I'm kidding, Nick. I love you, buddy. Texas says, no one going to the open practice makes me sad. It's like no one showing up to a kid's birthday party because their dad sucks. Well, I think there was, according to new reports I'm seeing on Twitter that I guess have the same sort of spies, there's about 20 people there. So, <laughs> students showed up. Now, it, it can fit. Apparently, it can, the open practice for students can fit 200 students. And they got 200 last year, and they had to, like, turn people away. And this year, they've got 20. Last year's practice, I believe, did take place before the Lenore Ryan loss. So there's there's that. I mean, now is this like an open practice or like an open tryout? No, it's practice. Okay. Although maybe it could turn into a tryout. <laughs> Has that joke been used yet? Who's to say? Okay. Uh, the, somebody says I was at the open. I was at the student open basketball practice, and I honestly think they looked really good. They were 100 times better than last year's open practice. I have hope. I'm glad someone does. There's that. Texas says, time to have Tyus on the pod to curse his team. It seems like every time he has you on, something has gone wrong or will go wrong quickly. Also ask him about having to gritty on Mr. Ed's grave. I have no idea what that's about, but that's terrible. Wait, why would anybody want to gritty on Mr. Ed's grave? I don't, I don't have, I have no idea. I love Mr. Ed. I don't Ed. even know what that means. That was one of my favorite shows. You don't remember? You, you don't, you know, oh, Mr. yeah. I watched Mr. Ed. Yeah, Mr. Ed was like one of my favorite shows as a kid. I oh. loved that show. We had to do this thing in music class where... Horses, a horse, a course, a course, but no, a horse, a course, a course. No, yeah. That's the horse, the horse is the we had a horse. We had a music Ed. thing where we would do, like the little like, program we did was um, TV theme songs. And this was back when like I was the only boy whose voice had, had changed. And I had to come out at the end of the Mr. Ed song and say, I am Mr. Ed. <laughs> And it was horribly embarrassing for a kid that's already de- dealing with like hormones going crazy and just not knowing how to deal with it all. And they're like, let's get Michael out there and do the, the Mr. Ed voice. I'm like, great. This is going to be like, – everybody sings naturally, like sings the whole song. Of course, of course, of course, of course. And I just come out and they like, parade me out there. They like, bring the freak voice out here. And I'm like, I am Mr. Ed. I'm like traumatized by Mr. Ed now at this point. Maybe I should gritty on Mr. Ed's grave. I, where's Mr. Ed buried? <laughs> Can't believe he is buried. I mean, I'm sure he's got a celebrity grave. Texas says, I'm behind, but Trevor should definitely do a dramatic reading of the Moon Children text. <laughs> I, don't I had to find the text that he sent it in. I don't remember where it is. Let's see if I can find it for you. Yeah, I don't remember who sent it. I remember it was, I saw it yesterday briefly. 
Because whoever sent it in, sent in yesterday, said something about, you know, I know you can't read the whole list, yada, yada, never drink, it's after five. It was, I mean, the whole text was insane. I couldn't make it through. Yeah. I tried to read a little bit of it yesterday, but it was, yeah, and there's no way I would screw that up. If you text, if you're listening, resend it in, so I will have it and we can find it. Let's see here. I found it. Uh, I mean, I don't know how. You just can... If you just search Moon Children, do you want know to use the search bar on the text line? Yeah. Just type in Moon Children. It'll be the, the result from Friday. Uh, moon Children. Moon, that sounds like a Cat Stevens song, right? Moon, moon Children. <laughs> uh, is it the. Um... It starts with, I'm very glad we have spirit. Yes. Children. All right, do it. Read it. I'm very glad. <clears throat> oh, off to a great start. I'm very glad we have we have spirit children and not moon children. Spirit children dance and play with unified glee and love. Moon children fear the stars, pay homage to the dark, and are ruled by the lunar gods, including that dastardly rascal Kansu and a little minx and the irresistible Tuskahumi no Bikamibito. Like it's irresponsible. Oh, that's the word I screwed up. <laughs> really, really? Amongst the amongst amongst the seventy-two vowels in the name of this guy, I got to the. Little, I messed up the word irresponsible. I got to the little minx part. And I'm like, I'm done here. I can't. <laughs> I don't know what any of this means. I love how you find you point out that I messed up that word. Well, you did. I got dastardly right. You did. You nailed it. Yeah, I, I like your tone. I give it a B plus. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> Take a break. When we come back, we'll get to as many texts as we can, and we'll look ahead to tonight. Uh, big football night, both the NFL and college. Predictions will come. All that good stuff is on your way next here on 1450 The Big X. XVW. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. A horse is a horse, of course, of course, and no one can talk to a horse, of course, that is, of course, unless the horse is the famous Mr. Red. Go right to the source and ask Hilarious, the horse, Jeff. he'll give you the answer that you endorse. He's just shared a painful childhood story and you're just mocking Mr. me with the song. By the way, in case those that are wondering and the fans of Mr. Ed, uh, Mr. Ed did pass away in 1970. I thought you get like so somber about this. I know he was. I was a little upsetting. I thought he was still alive, maybe. Uh, and he is actually buried in his. Uh, the grave is visited. It's on private property, but it is in Tehillaqua, Oklahoma, no which is uh, which is in, which is in eastern Oklahoma. It looks like it's near the border of uh, maybe Arkansas area. Trevor, and, nobody and, listening cares about this. And well, Titus apparently does. And he can go visit. It says if you like to stop by, just let the owners know, and they will uh, open the gate and let you go visit the grave of Mr. Ed. You said, yeah, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to be like, hey, I'm, I'm already embarrassed enough about this. I want to talk to somebody. And be like, hey, I'd like to visit Mr. Ed's grave, please. How many people do you think show up at their door? Probably more than you'd guess. <laughs> Too many. <laughs> like, because I, I felt odd when I was when I was going to go to the um, uh, Field of Dreams. Like, because that's like an extra. That's just like someone's house. And if you go to like a website, there's a number to call to like for possible tours, and it's like just a just a landline. Like no one answered. I got like the machine. It was like, hi, you reached Abby. I'm like, oh, do I leave a message? Like, hi, I'm stopping by. Maybe can I see the field? 
but unfortunately the weather did not allow it. Should be more organized, I feel like. Especially now, it's getting more attention with the baseball games. And stuff. I think, well, this also, this was six years ago, 2017, so. That was before the, when did they start doing the game there? About that same time, right? Three years ago, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I found my new social media trope, the new thing I'm going to do. I, I mentioned a while back, I wanted to just post on everybody's Instagram, like random Instagram pictures, like try that in a small town. Um, th- I've done this twice now. Two for two, I think. Good hit rate so far. Just responding to some vague Louisville tweet, like a Louisville fan that has a tweet about whatever, and then just saying, is this about Kenny Payne? I did it. David Levitch's horse Twitter account, the horse capper, he just said, like, if you pay attention to the wrong people on the X, you're going to get a lot of misinformation all the time. And I just said, is this this about Kenny Payne? (laughs) I was like, the the station or the website? (laughs) And then yesterday... Uh, Ethan Moore from Louisville Sports Live had this tweet where he was like, um, oh, what was it? Um, he was talking about, he said, can someone please tell me how to stop a smoke alarm from beeping after I've already changed the battery? And I just said, is, is, is this about Kenny Payne? <laughs> Any tweet from a Louisville fan, I think you can, sum, like, I'm just going to, the, the first thing that comes up on my, the most recent tweet, well, it's funny. Wick, Wick Terrell, sometimes you don't need an Arby's double roast beef sandwich with enough sauce to drown. Sometimes you just need an Arby's double roast beef sandwich with enough sauce to drown a Komodo dragon. Uh, Wick's my man. Is this, is this about Kenny Payne? This Bang? is about Kenny Payne. <laughs> but Wick's not a Louisville fan. He's a UK, UK yeah, fan he and a Reds fan. Reds fan yeah. What's the first UofL fan that I see on my timeline? He hmm. still lives. Last time I talked to me, he, was living, he lived in Colorado at, in Louisville. Louisville. That's interesting. <laughs> Ironic. Okay, uh, let's see. Jacob Lane, one of the guys from State of Louisville, says when Reggie hit uh, Press Meyer, this is about their podcast, with happy scrolling, trying to find him on the Louisville all-time rushing list, I nearly lost it. A++ material here. Tune in. This is about Kenny is Payne. this about Kenny Payne? <laughs> you should do that. I'm just gonna start, once a day, I'm just going to respond to a random tweet that I see and just be like, hey, is this about Kenny Payne? Uh, there you go. 502 Now I just want to tweet like, like odd stuff just so you could tag it with, is this about Kenny Payne? Is this... Is this about Kenny Payne? <laughs> In my opinion, raising <laughs> raising canes is not that good. Is this about Kenny Payne? Oscar Combs just tweeted, <laughs> not a good omen for the future of sports on TV. Is this about Kenny Payne? Uh, it's He's responding. It's actually about Joe Pompliano tweeting that this year's World Series averaged 9.1 million viewers across five games, making it by far the least watched World Series ever. And the past four World Series now rank as the four least watched World Series on record. Not a great trend for the MLB. Well, you knew this one was going to be bad. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, not I mean, it's not a very good. I mean, it's not a lot for for, for a World Series game. Is that about Kenny Payne? <laughs> Let's get you as many texts as we can, then we'll look ahead to the football games that are going to be played tonight. Texas says, "Dear Lord, guys, give us more Vatech and less KP talk. We're trying. We're trying. Sometimes the text line just takes you in a direction. Hey, here's some good news for you." Okay. The Reds have signed right-handed pitcher Tony Santillan to a minor league contract. Tony Santillan? With an, Im- an invitation to Major League Camp. I mean, that's not great news. He's been a Red for like the last I know. I just days. want you to reply to it. This is about Kenny Payne. <laughs> is that is that about Kenny Payne? I just want you to please do Please reply to their official account with this regards to Kenny Payne. You guys talking about Kenny Payne? <laughs> they probably That's what will get the Reds to unfollow me. That probably will. Do the Reds still follow me? Let me make sure. Make sure I haven't lost them. If I lose the Reds, uh, we follow. Thank God. <laughs> We're just gonna just get quick. We still follow each other. 
Every now, they do unfollow people. Like I see that their accounts always like it's like four thirty eight. Like ooh, they dropped to four thirty six today. He's <laughs> looking around. I just gotta hang in there. I gotta make sure I'm not tweeting anything too bad about the Reds. I can't lose the Reds right now. Texer says not right now. I saw TK on TV last night. I also saw Scoots as well, but didn't know he was a wrestler and went by Powerhouse Hobbs. Oh God! I don't get that joke. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that joke. <laughs> I'm glad Trevor does. Oh, man. Is that, is, is that a joke about Kenny Payne? Is <laughs> this about Kenny Payne? <laughs> you want to you just uh, Google Powerhouse Hobbs? Okay, I'll do it real quick. Or should I just get a picture? Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> get it now? Yeah. Okay. I made the joke on Halloween night about how, because it was so cold, and I was like, I went dressed as Sokka from Cool Runnings, and I just used the gif of him where he's like, oh, got like the million coats on, and he's yeah. like, he's like, they're like, Sokka, what you smoking, man? He's like, I'm not smoking, I'm breathing. I'm breathing. <laughs> yeah. And somebody was like, better you than Scoots in that costume. <laughs> I was, so, so, so Scoots the other day, I, I, I did see him, and he showed me the picture of the, uh, the, uh, the um, I don't know who he said he was dressed up as he was so proud of. Antoine, the character was that yeah one? the the the, the car Hydra wise. He I showed think. me the picture of uh, of that outfit of him in that outfit. By the way, oh no, no, we're good. He didn't. He didn't. Okay, do it. he didn't do it. No, he was. He was. He was just quiet when like, he was that as came pale as, as ever in that picture. Good, 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 <laughs> good, good, good. Texture says screw VPI. Yeah, agreed. VPI, that's the the old like sports internet. Mocking of Virginia Tech, Virginia Polytechnical Institute. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, duh, duh, yeah, okay. Texture says Thursday night college football sucks now. Checks Louisville schedule and sees Thursday night game next week. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if it's net, like, we're the way. I think we may be the first ranked team to play on Thursday night this year. That's possible, yeah. Yeah, did, yeah you might be right, unless there was. Did, did, like, Air Force have a Thursday night game, maybe, or something? I don't know. But they just, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah, I think you're about right, probably. Yeah, I don't know if Tulane's played a game. Which, by the way, I did see. There's a huge rumor that Tulane's quarterback, who's very good, is going wants to transfer to a Power Five school next year. Hmm. Oh, Pratt or something. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, but he's like, which on one hand, like cool for us because we're I think probably going to be in the market for another transfer quarterback. But sucks for Tulane. Like you're having a dream season. You're in the top 25. You're trying to finish it out strong, and your quarterback's apparently already being like, "Hey, I'm not going to be here next year." It well, just, was he a senior though, or not? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, if he's a senior, right, he can't come back anyway. Then I mean, I don't know where it'd be, but yeah, yeah. yeah even even if he is a senior, even, there's no one coming back. The fact that he's already got one put out the door, while it's just so, yeah, that is kind of distracting. He's a junior. Okay, he's played four years, but he's got a red redshirt year. They all have redshirt years. It's yeah. I'm, I'm, he's he's a four, I think. He's he's a third year junior. He's he's four or five. I can't tell. All I know he's got an eligibility. Texas early CC person of the year nomination. How about Mark Ivy? He told Sat to go F himself when he left for Cincinnati, allegedly. I've heard that story as well. Professed his love for Louisville and chose to stick around to coach the bowl game and join the new staff. Should get a player drafted for the second year in a row this year. Is putting out an amazing product and has turned the D-line into the strength of our team. That's I mean, a, a good nominee for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I have no problem nominee. I'm just I'm just sorry, Mark. You're not going to win because the AD from UC is winning. Or Jeff Brom. I mean, Jeff Brom's going to be Jeff for the right AD, now. yeah. What I mean, yeah. It, that's, that's who's winning this. The only way, I mean, if, if, if we... Let's say we end up like nine and three. Good year, but not the dream season that looks like we have a chance for right now. 
and Cincinnati goes like two and ten and loses out. That's the only way that I think John Cunningham could usurp Jeff Brom. I love how nine and three like no longer is the dream season. Like it was the dream season until the season started and our expectations got higher. Yeah, I mean we're seven and one I right know, now with, with four games saying. that we're probably going to be favored in. But like when he's hired and you're like we're going to nine and three, you would have just like hell yeah, you're, yeah. You're, I mean, I still think nine and three would be a good year around like the Exorcist. Yeah, I mean, nine and three would still be a very good year. I agree. In your one or Jeff Brom, but it's not like this. I'm saying that's the, I think that's the only scenario where Jeff Brom doesn't win Carter Chronicle Person of the Year. Like he's he's about as much of a lock in early November as you can get. Yeah, I agree. Or if I don't know, like Jeff Walls just like I don't know what he could do. Beats UK by a billion and like calls out Haley Van Lith in the post. Or that finds out Kenny Payne quits because he lost a fight to Corin Davis. Corin Davis wins Person of the Year. Person of the Year for fighting <laughs> Texas is uh, attendance guest for Saturday. Shame on us if it's less than fifty thousand. I think it'll be around the same as the Duke game, around fifty k. Maybe would, a little, hopefully a little bit more. Yeah, as long as it's over forty, I'm happy. And then it says also Elvis Dumerville should sound the horn to cue the Marcus Vick revenge game. Like second time we've had that suggestion, yeah. could not agree more. Stomp on the on, on the button, let him do it. Where Elvis is he just living in Louisville now? I wonder what he's up to. I don't know. He hasn't he's been very retired for a few years now. We brought yeah, we brought back. You know, I think he came back for the when they honored his number. Um, I but he hasn't been like all that visible recently. When did he retire? He died in 17. He's been retired a while now. Texas says pronunciation. Texas says, I hate Louisville. Just be level-headed and play devil's advocate. Pronunciation, love Louisville. I don't know what that means. Texas, Mike, do you think Scotty D would do well at UofL from Chris the Plumber? Uh, I mean... I love Scotty. I like okay. I, I he'd be doing I, better better than what we have right now. That's a given. I don't think he'd be the right answer, but I think yeah, he, I think he would do better than what is what we're seeing right now. Yes. I know you're you're I know you're you're bigger. I mean, I'm not against Davenport. I just yeah, I don't think I think he's good where he's at. I love Scotty. I think he clearly knows how to teach the game of basketball. I agree. I mean, you've got. I mean, so somebody. On that staff sent me like Josh Pastner sent them an email this summer, which was great. Like he sent me a forward the email. He's like he's like, he's like he's actually such a nice guy. But Pastner had this long like email to them, being like, "Hey, I'm I'm such a big fan of the offense that you guys run. I wonder if I could like pick Coach Davenport's brain for a little bit. Just I have some questions about which is cool to have like you know Josh Pastner say what you will about him. He's coached at some power conference schools and he's like still trying to learn. And I think a lot of people go to Scott Davenport and are like what you guys do like the story this summer of bill self being like i'm not playing you guys because that's that, that's really difficult to defend mm-hmm. like i think he could i think i think you're right in saying that he's perfect for that level because i don't know it, it's the same question that you have with like dusty may if he winds up being a candidate for the job if it opens up next year can he recruit at this level there, there are just so many different intangibles that come with being a successful head coach at this level that aren't there at the mid to low level and i just don't I, I, I always think it feels like an insult when you say like oh he's good at that level sure I don't mean to be an insult. I just I think it's we just don't know. Yeah, and we don't. And like I agree with you one hundred percent. I think yes, obviously we would be more competitive and be doing better than we are now. I mean Davenport, whether I think he's a, would be a good coach for this level in this this program or not, I would be willing to put six dollars in my my left bleep on on the fact that he would have won probably twelve games last year at minimum with this team. The Duke can coach. Yeah. There's no question about it. Like I think he would have success at this level. The question is just like how much yeah. success. Getting consistent as well. So Texas says my name is Paul, but people call me Jeremy. It's weird. Okay, yeah, that is weird. That's I, I think that's just I think that's a joke. Are you sure? <laughs> Maybe not. I mean people call me Ron, but it's not yeah, because, okay, it's exactly. not because they think it's some variation of Michael. All right, Jeremy. 
Texas says, what's an A instead of an E? Sort of like episode. <laughs> Travis said, Trevor. That's a very good point there, Texas. I like that. Texas says, I can imagine Trevor as a child aggressively showing people his calculator when people called him Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great talk. Did you not see the calculator, people? Look, my name's on it's like it. shoving it in people's faces. I wish you could have seen the teacher's face when I was like, my name's on it. It's the way I said it in the moment. At that moment, I thought he was like, now I know why this guy's here. For those who don't know, that's not a story of Trevor being eight years old. That's a story of Trevor from last month when he took the ACT. Showing the teachers to be like, my name is on it. My name is on it. Texture says, speaking of opening press conference, it stood out to me that KP said that he comes to such events without notes or prepared thoughts. I think of that philosophy every time I watch him coach. <laughs> that does, you know, sadly, I'm not surprised at that. He talked about he didn't, yeah, he didn't prepare anything. He yeah. wants to be genuine. It's yeah. Texas, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Texture says, sources confirm Connor Stallions is DB Cooper. <laughs> good, nice pull there, by Looks the way. Looks like Texas. him. Texas, we haven't had a good uh, Trevor in a while. What do you mean, like, uh, like? What do you mean, uh, Trevor? I don't. I think that's what, when when you were going when you were talking <laughs> when people were like, "Please cut his mic off." Oh, earlier this hour. Speaking of another, I, I got to throw this one too. I, I, you, you mentioned this last week when I was gone. You dropped a great uh, reference that, that made me almost want to like high five you through the radio when you were talking about the the parenting thing, and you you, you slid in there with. I haven't had a coat hanger moment, like a, a wire coat hanger moment. And I'm no thinking, wire hangers. I was like, that Mommy Dearest reference? Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, thank you. I was like, nice pull, because Scoots didn't get it. Scoots would never get that yeah, reference. Yeah, Scoots had no idea. And I was with, uh, I was with my friend, and he, I, was, I started kind of almost clapping. I'm like, good good one, dude. Thank you. And my buddy was like, I don't get it. And I'm like, you know, Joan Crawford and the whole money. Then he didn't know who Joan Crawford was. I'm like. I had to explain that to him, and I'm like, Betty Davis. He's like, ooh. I'm like, never mind. Great eyes. Yeah. I was like, they were feuding What's, with Baby Jane, and it was you know, written by our, his, our daughter who said she was insane, and everybody denies it, but it's a bad movie, but it's so corny, you have to watch it. Yeah. It's, it's a good call. Had to give you props on that one. Thank you. Yeah. Texas says, will Trevor ever go to another game in person? Uh, probably, yeah. You'll go to a game. It's Jeff Braun, for God's sake. Oh, you're talking about football? I'm Wait, assuming. Any game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I tell you what, if we if we if we make the the, the, the playoff, I would I would probably consider going. Would you consider go, if we go to the Orange Bowl this year, would you consider going there? Or if we, we could we go to Charlotte for work? Can we talk station to paying for us? Probably not. But. Well, I mean, you have a better chance of me going than the station paying for it, <laughs> I promise you that. <laughs> I mean I've I've Traveled since working for the station to, to fall Louisville, and not once have I not got out of my own pocket. Uh, but I guess that's the way the station's technically paid for. They're paying me. I'm paying for it myself, so kind of like they're paying for it, right? That's the, the exact <laughs> mental gymnastics they want you to play. That's, exact, that's the way Dugan explained it to Big me. Big business, Trevor. Dugan was like, hey, I'm giving you the money now, and then you're just using it for the trip. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Texas says let's go quicker. Team America is great. It is great. I, think- I believe it. I just summed up puppets. I just I the, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm I just can't do it. Texas says Trevor Travis answered that Indica Sativa question like a true Travis. <laughs> Trevor. Texas says, I'll never forget that cousin swap moment. I hate I had those bleeping Jehovah's Witnesses people knock on my door to talk about God, and I said, sure, come in. Tell me WTF just happened here. <laughs> I love 
love out of context, it's the cousin swap moment. <laughs> like somebody's listening, like, what the hell? I read it. I didn't. I had no idea what that meant. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a show, like wife swap. I read the text. I had no idea what he was talking about. Completely forgot. It's the way he worded that was not yeah, funny though. Texas says, "What about Bryant Northern getting a foul for putting his face in, uh, having putting his face hit <laughs> front of Cliff Hawkins' flying elbow?" I was apoplectic. I don't remember that one. Besides I don't either. either. I remember Ryan McMahon getting called for a foul a couple years ago for getting hit in the face. That was bad. Texas says, "If you're KP, you have to actually reschedule a location to address the fans, right? You wouldn't, wouldn't you want to sell your vision?" I would. I would love to know what his vision is. He just needs to win games. There's the, there's the only. There's no simple solution outside of winning games. That's true. Texas says, which game feels more like a trap game? The VT game Saturday or Miami in a few weeks? I don't even see Miami as a trap game. Like, yeah, you, you can't. Road game's not a trap game at home. Either Virginia's are traps. Plus, Miami's super talented. And like I've said, they always have one game late in the year where all their five stars are like, let's, you know, we're focused for whatever reason, and they just kind of put it on a pretty good team. And I'm definitely worried that that's going to be us. Like that's. I don't think either one of those. I mean, this. I don't think you can call this a trap game either. When they're, you know, we're, these are the two one-loss teams in the conference. We're fighting for second place. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's the answer question. BT then. I guess. Like, so, I mean, I think it's BT kind of easy. I, mean, I think the only game that you could call it trap game left is Virginia. I think Virginia over Virginia can be a trap game. How can you say that though? Like that, they weren't tied for second place. Yeah, but we're also nine and a half point favorites. I mean, trap game is like you're 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 riding high or you're looking ahead to something else. Like I don't think anybody's overlooking this. Like every, everyone knows what's at stake here. Whoever wins is in the driver's seat to play for the conference championship. I don't think that that you can call that a trap game. I mean, it also depends on what the definition of a trap game is. Texas says on one of Titus's show, he won a virtual horse race that was and that was the punishment. The video is on the internet. It's pretty uh, funny. He hasn't done the deed yet, but he's apparently going to an Arkansas basketball game since they are close. Since yeah, they are playing it's, close, to it's area. it's on the board. Like I said, it's on it's in Oklahoma near the uh, eastern border of Oklahoma near southern Oklahoma east, and it looks like on the Arkansas side. Texas says, "Did Trevor play Doja Cat today? Give him credit for playing a song that came out within the past decade." Yeah, you didn't even. Yeah, where I was were very you? impressed. Thank you. The music today has been good. I know you didn't even give me no love on that when they played during a promo for uh, the AEW Women's Division last night. I figured it was something that had to yeah. do with wrestling. That night. song is catchy, though. I'm going to give you that. Texas, would who would Trevor rather hook up with, Nancy Pelosi or Liz Cheney? Nancy Pelosi, isn't she hot? Or am I thinking of, what? no, which one's the Alaskan girl? Sarah Palin? Oh, yeah, that's not Pelosi. No, oh, I remember, uh, I had to look up Liz Cheney, but I probably wouldn't Pelosi, no. Plus, plus, he seems like he just lie there. I don't like that. Feel good about that? <laughs> Feel good about what you just said in the air? Texas says, Jason from AirServe. Jason from AirServe versus Trey Ryan from Cluckers. Who you got? It's Trey Ryan from Cluckers. At least Jason. I think Jason owns AirServe. <laughs> Trey Ryan's just letting everybody know who he is. I'm pretty sure Jason He's just a guy who likes Cluckers. All right, let's go real quick here. Uh, someone's got an image of David Hasselhoff flying. I don't, know. I don't know the reference to that either, but that's good. Says, Trevor may unite may have just united the basketball universe for KP. He gave spirit children super strength. They will now rule the basketball world forty and zero. What if this team went forty and zero after losing to Kentucky Wesleyan, winning four games last year? Incredible. Texas Utah was ranked in week one against Florida, which was a Thursday night game. Other than week one, I can't think of a ranked team that played on a Thursday. Yeah, okay. that first week is a little bit different because you don't have any NFL. Yeah, well, and no one had to get to watch it because ESPN can't canceled on the uh, spectrums. Right. Yeah. There's this TK, tell Mike about the Max Caster Rick Patino rap on AWS. He did. I did. We talked about it. And I, and I, I corrected Max. It's okay. He's no, he knows now. 
Texas Ivy told Sat to go bleep himself. Was that about KP? <laughs> <laughs> you guess is that you guess talking about Kenny Payne? Texas says, you know, Mike, 15 on reading isn't a score they like to hand out very often. <laughs> I thought I got 16 on reading. I mean, you would know better than I would. I got 16 on one of them, didn't I? All right, let's go real quickly. Okay. Uh, tonight, I guess we will, we'll, college football game, Duke, six-and-a-half-point home favorite against Wake Forest, uh, playing the backup quarterback. Who you got? Uh, I'm taking Wake. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think Duke wins and covers. I think that kid can throw I'm going to Duke to win, but wait to cover. Tonight in the NFL, Titans on the road taking on the Steelers. 8-15, prime video. Steelers are a three-point home favorite. TK, who you got? Uh, the Levis stream is over. The, the Steelers win by uh, 10 tonight. We haven't talked about Levis. He looked legitimately good in that game. He did. He did. I think Steelers win and cover. If not, we'll swallow our pride and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, we will. Everyone enjoy your Thursday nights. We're back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock to get you hyped for the weekend ahead yeah. of the Virginia Tech game. It's going to be a fun three hours. Join us tomorrow at 3. Go Cards. Say it for me, Mike. Go, Mr. Ed. A horse is a horse, of course, of course. And no one can talk to a horse, of course. Happy yeah, hours only, locally on Sports Talk. 1450 and 96.1 FM. The Big X Sports Radio. WXVW Jeffersonville.